I'm Commander Wotherspoon. You're listening to the Loose Screws podcast, which, let's be honest, is a lot better than Lave Radio. Hey guys, it is February 7th, 2020, and this is Loose Screws. I am your host, Ty Worsham, and we are a day late. Um, thankfully, work was able to keep me very late yesterday evening, so we had to postpone until this evening. Um, even though Kai, as good as he is, was willing to go late last night, uh, I was not because I had to work and fix another company's problem. Um, I'll just tell you right now, our ISP at work decided to um, mess up our our uh, internet. And we were literally down uh, for about 16 hours because someone fat-fingered a programming on a switch. It was fabulous. Uh, joining me this evening is, of course, my co-pilot, Kai. How's it going this evening, bud? Hey, brother. Everything's great. Flying spaceships, so big smile on my face. Fuck yeah, man. Um, so I've had three people this week alone ask me the question of where I got the name Loose Screws. So I will tell that story real quick. It it was right after, uh, but it wasn't after the the, the Mark the Crate Mark II released. But uh, my buddy Cody was. Uh, he decided he wanted to buy a crate mark too. And so I hopped in mine and uh, he had was just looking at it in VR and he was looking down and he's like, he's, you know, he noticed that one of the panels was missing a, a, some screws or looked like it was missing some screws. So he made the comment, man, they didn't even put all the screws in this thing. There's probably like some screws floating around the cockpit somewhere. So for a while we had the joke running that it was loose screws and we should start our, we should start a po- podcast calling it loose screws and that's how loose screws was born. Uh, Cody's not on the show anymore, but uh, I've decided to continue on and bring in the yahoos with us. Um, Dravenos won't be with us tonight. Uh, he's got some stuff going on, but he'll be back at some point. Um, tonight we are streaming on the three channels of Twitch, YouTube, and of course, Mixer, because I like Mixer. I really do. Mixer makes life easier. Uh, you can always reach us on the Twitter, loose screws, ED, loose screws, questions at gmail.com for emails. And I think that's all of the stuff to go through all the paperwork to go through. Um, so we are doing our commander for the month for February this evening, and we have Commander Dubs joining us. How's it going there, bud? Hey, it's going pretty good. Dubs, um, I believe you played Final Fantasy with Kai back in the day, didn't you? Uh, I attempted to play it with him. Uh, It was mostly my sister that played. I uh, basically just got through the intro to it before deciding to go go on back to Elite Dangerous. <laughs> so Dubs is Dubs is like you, Ty. He is a old school from way back in the day, Elite Dangerous, full on, you know, oh, yeah. committed uh, space pilot. I'm I'm I newer to all the game. about 
all about the space. That's it. So how long have you been playing, man? Uh, me and a buddy picked up the game pretty much like when it released because you know we were pretty excited about it when it started its Kickstarter campaign. And then as soon as it dropped, we both went ahead and bought a copy of it, and we played pretty hard for a, a long time. So pretty much since the beginning. Have you, uh, is, is your buddy still playing? Uh, no, he hadn't logged on in about four months. So, yeah, he pretty much lost interest in it a little while back, and I just kept it going. Have you, uh, what is on your Elite Dangerous bucket list? Like, what things have you not finished yet that you want to get finished? Uh, well, the furthest I've been away from, uh, the bubble, probably only out to the Formidine Rift. I haven't made it over to the Sagittarius A or over to Beagle Point or anything like that. So, I need to get some more exploration in, uh, Probably something I might, won't do for a little bit because I'm a little bit into the combat at the moment. <laughs> a little bit into the a combat. In the mo- okay, so yeah, you're a combat, you're a full-on combat nut, and that's what I love about you because you are a, a like an excellent combat pilot as far as you're just good at it, but also B, you're constantly tinkering and messing with stuff and begging somebody to come let let you shoot them with uh uh you know uh, your your torpedoes or whatever because you got an idea for a weird build or whatever um you are you are all about that combat and i love that yeah and that's that's one of the things that keeps me from building a good exploration ship is i uh i can't help myself i put guns on everything so there's been there's been a whole bunch of times where I'm just off to the side doing my my thing, either grinding away at a project or working on my notes or whatever, and I see you and Ty run off and have some kind of little <laughs> adventures, or you guys are like trolling for gankers, or you're doing this, that, and the other. You guys are always getting up to some kind of fun. I have had more fun flying around, uh, shooting shit. I probably have no business shooting with dubs on my wing, and dubs actually dubs and tracks and. Chig and and Raxla every now every now and then and uh, I can't even think of all who else right now. My brain's farting. Um, <coughs> oh, Rabbit and wow, who else am I thinking of that I'm not thinking of? My brain's completely farting here. Hmm. But anyway, I, I've I've been having a lot of fun flying around shooting 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 things. I probably shouldn't. I, I have no actual skill of shooting, so. Uh, is dubs is the reason why I own a damn um, uh, Fertilance that I'm not sure I'm actually good enough to fly. So, <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's uh, I think dubs with the assist from the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do have one little thing here I want to talk about because, um, I believe it was Tuesday, is when is the Tuesday or Wednesday is when the uh, squadron season ended and we had a kind of cool thing happen with our little squadron that I think dubs is direct directly responsible for or somewhat directly responsible for uh, because I think I've killed more interceptors with him than I ever have when I was out there farming just for elite rank um, our rank in Xeno defense was 42nd. 
And that's pretty badass, man. We only had, we only, at the time, we only had like 20 people in this squadron. I think that's, I think that's something really cool. Hell yeah, man. Especially when you consider the fact that unlike a lot of other situations where you might have a squadron like uh Leviathan Scout Regiment squadron or whatever, that they're like, they're hitting things with like a dictated, like a very hardcore, hey, we're doing this and we've got a goal. And I love that about them, man. That's awesome. But like, we were just kind of, everybody's doing their own thing. We had some guys just out exploring in the blue. We had some guys space trucking. We had some guys unlocking engineers. We've got such a mix of like just brand, brand new players and old timers that are, you know, putzing around and this, that, and the other. And so for the fact that really out of the members that we have, it was, you know, six or seven of us that were doing, you know, I was doing Thargoid stuff. All the people that you already mentioned were doing Thargoid stuff. And there were one or two others that popped in. I think Gustafa did some as well. And, you know, there were a couple of people here and there. uh, um, But for the for us to be sort of not even really trying for it, but just we had a handful of people that were having fun squishing bugs for us to get that far as this continues to grow. And as this continues, as we continue to do cool stuff, if we get to the point where Papa Bear Ty actually puts down the hammer and says, hey, guys, we're all doing this. Saddle up. Let's go. We're, 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 we're heading out we could probably do some stuff and that would be cool to see some point. Well, just to kind of give you an idea. I'll, I'll go down all the rankings real quick. Uh, 42nd in, Z- in Xeno defense, 149 in trade, 313 in explore- exploration, 149 in combat. Now I'm curious, does Xeno defense combat account for anything in combat? Is that just a general number? I don't think it does. It's gotta be something separate, right? I think they break that out as a completely separate st- statistic. So the one that kind of gets me is CQC, we ranked 60th. Yeah, man. There were a couple of the guys that were doing the CQC the other night. Yeah. Who are these people? I want to join these people. <laughs> well, uh, so these are sort of some people that, even though somehow I'm an hour ahead of you, so it's later for me, but somehow I, I uh, some catch myself. Uh, you don't fucking uh, sleep, man. Well, I catch myself up at some points with with some guys that are uh, that are doing some of that stuff, and yeah, man, it's 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 good stuff. But to the to the ranking forty second in Xeno defense, I know for a fact because Dubs was out there telling people, "Hey, go get this, uh, equip this module. You need this to help out. Hey, why don't you? Um, if you don't have that, why don't you go get this? You can help do support." Dubs was doing a lot of of, of organization of stuff while he was out there killing Thargoids. And it was really cool to see that. And I just want to say thanks, Dubs, for doing that because, uh, man, it's like, I, I'm just, I never in my life thought that we would be even in the top 100, in the top 1,000, really, of the squadrons of anything, especially Xeno Defense. That's really awesome, man. Yeah, I'm glad to help out, especially when I'm having fun killing shit in the process. <laughs> So, yeah, for sure. you mentioned that you haven't done a whole lot of exploring. Um, are you going to go on the Distant Screws expedition? Yes, I'm going to participate. Uh, 
more than likely going to bring out some sort of ship that's capable of uh, you know, killing some stuff. Maybe we'll run into something crazy out there. See, that's, that was the thing, man. I said with, with Dubs from the very beginning, all of his exploration ships still have weapon, you know, full weapon loadouts and this, that, and the other. He's just like, well, I'll lose a couple of light years here, there, and, and, and wherever. But uh, Dubs has got a, a, a motto that he lives by. Dubs, go ahead and share it with us. Stay strapped or get clapped. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Um, so, so people might be asking, what the hell is distant screws? So, uh, JN Tracks is putting together a um, an expedition that we are loosely calling distant screws, and he's planning to leave out right around March. Um, he's going to be taking a uh, ship with multi-crew. He's going to have a couple fighters available. Um, and he's going to have... Uh, he's putting together a uh, an expedition on EDSM. Is that the right website? Yeah, uh, yep. yeah, EDSM.net. And just looking at it right now, it looks like he has it mapped out to Sagittarius A by way of Colonia. And it looks like he has a few... Uh, Places along the way that, like, we're going to go visit here and look at this and stop here and look at this. Um, so there might be some people that are worried that you won't be back in time for fleet carriers by June. Kind of what he's planning to do is do a March-April uh, uh, expedition and then be back in town by May. Uh, because we're kind of expecting fleet carriers to drop in about June. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know that for a fact. It might be sooner, it might be a little later, but we're we're expecting June. Um, but you can, uh, as he's putting together the details, you can find all the details in the events channel of our Discord. Um, he's also putting together another event, uh, which I don't see the date for yet. Um, but basically, this is something we might be doing uh, once a week. We might do some of this tomorrow night, that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, called Galaxy Bowl or Galaxy Ball. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. He, he got this <laughs> idea when, when we were talking about the Super Bowl. And the, the idea is that there's a canister that we bounce around and we're all in stock side, sidewinders and we don't shoot each other, but we just can ram into each other. We're trying to get to the other side of the station or something. And uh, we're going to do it in an anarchy station. Uh, it sounds really cool. He has a whole uh, doc, a Google doc here written up about all the rules. And uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, but you can find the details of the rules in there. And I just bumped the brand new mic. Um, but we're, we, I'm thinking we're going to try to get a, a couple of teams doing this tomorrow because I want to do this. I think this would be cool. I wanted to do I this last week, so... Yeah, I, I also think that uh, if we were to, to mess around with it or tomorrow or whatever, like it could be a good sort of dry run, dress rehearsal, work out the kinks, work out the bugs. Because what, what he did was he put together a good sort of rule set and, and had some real testing with it. He They actually did, uh, I think uh, it was mostly him and Data, but I think he might have even had a couple Data! other people pitch in Data. here or there. Data's the other one I was trying to think of. Damn it. I'm sorry, Data. <laughs> oh, yeah. Data's definitely been squishing them bugs. Uh, but, yeah, so <clears throat> uh, 
that they were working on the rule sets or whatever. But when you kind of get it to where you're putting it into, uh, you know, enacting it with with not two people like trying to test a mechanic here or there, but with, you know, with with, you know, eight people or, or more, I think we're, we might see some sort of flaws open up in the plan, which uh, which is completely normal. And at that point, then we address it and we figure it out. And once we get it sort of locked in and I have every confidence in, in tracks uh, to be able to, to do that, then, uh, you know, yeah, it could be a cool thing going forward that, that more people come in. So definitely look for more information on that on next week's show when we have tracks, uh, hopefully uh, able to, to give us some more details on it, give us an update on it. Speaking of tracks, tracks does a uh, biweekly uh, podcast called uh, the tone control. And you can find, his website at jntracks.com and uh, he also does all of our sound editing and hopefully with my new mic it'll make his life a little bit easier tonight so uh, right on man yeah that mic sound good yeah I, I've gotten a lot of compliments from this mic I wish I could actually fly with this mic but it's completely in the way of my uh, hotus so I'm not sure how to handle that yet I'm going to have to get a boom arm or something but oh you know how that goes um, so I want to talk about what we all been up to this week, but mine's kind of special, so I want Dubs to go first. What have you been up to this week, man? I have been killing interceptors pretty much the whole time. Uh, I was attempting to get good enough to solo a uh, Medusa, but that uh, that didn't happen at was, all. Was it the Medusa that kicked our ass the other night? Like four of us? It was. Jeez. Yeah, that thing wrecked us. But uh, yeah, basically mostly Thargoid. And then uh, last night and tonight, I've been uh, farming a, a Hazrez outside of uh, Northrop. Yep. Uh, I love this day. I love this system. What have you been up to, Kai? Well, I want to add one more thing here. I'm going to call Dubs out. <clears throat> uh, so the Frontier Development have stated that the uh, Thargoid bug is fixed. Uh, the Thargoid invulnerable heart is fixed. Uh, the, the old bug, but that there is apparently a new bug in which if you have multiple people, if you have four people in a wing that are attacking the Thargoid uh, every once in a while on some different bug, the Thargoid heart will go invulnerable. And then it will be invulnerable for three of the people in that wing, but the fourth person can still do damage. So it doesn't seem invulnerable, but it definitely is wonky in that it's not working as intended and in that only one of the four guys can do damage to it. That's their, their statement on the issue as it stands now. Yeah, however, experience that. However, I want to highlight that while Dubs is saying he's definitely experienced that, Dubs, also let us in. You experienced another situation where you went at an interceptor solo and... One of the hearts was taking damage at a nice steady rate, but then bugged out and went invulnerable, correct? Oh, yeah. I was uh, soloing a, uh, it's just a Cyclops. It was the weak one. I mean, hell, I took out two of its hearts in a matter of minutes. I had only lost like 2% of my hull. And then as I was working the third heart down, like it just kind of stopped at 8%. The thing instantly enraged and then just wiped my ship out pretty much. And I, there's nothing I could have done to take out the last 8% on that heart for some reason. So, boys and girls, when you experience this situation and you are not in a group, but, well, actually, even when you're in a group and you're experiencing any time, you're experiencing Thargoid heart weirdness, open a ticket, explain to them where you were, 
when you, you know, exactly where you are, exactly what happened, exactly the time. So they can pull up the timestamps and they can check through system records and whatever and uh, let them know what happened. And especially if you're solo, because they are saying that they are aware of the Thargoid problem in wings. But I believe that their uh, stated situation is right now that the solo Thargoid bug is fixed. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it needs a little more work, maybe. So report, give everyone, report to FDEV your findings if you're having issues on this so that they can have more data so that they can do a better job of, you know, assessing what exactly the problems are. Obviously, based on the different natures of this, there's like multiple different issues that are causing things to bug out. And if we can, so that that makes it way harder on them to try to sort of figure out what all of them are. But if we keep reporting, if we keep giving them data, if they keep going through that data and, and making adjustments, hopefully we can get it right at some point. So, yeah. sorry. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. No, that's, that's just a good point that, um, man, and like, we know Frontier's working on a few of these, and I think they just, basically they're saying they need more data, which, I mean, I don't know how much more data they really need after bajillions of Thargoids killed, but they're saying they need more data to figure it out. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's give them the datas and, and not, not my data. I like data. Don't give them my data. <laughs> Lieutenant commander data we're keeping, but right. uh, bug data we're, we're going to, we're willing to, to part with for sure. So you asked me what I've been doing this week. I'll be honest with you. Work has been kicking my ass. I've had three 16 hour plus days um, that, that have been, uh, you know, issues and uh, yeah. So a lot of work, um, but, uh, and, and then some stuff behind the scenes here for, for the show that uh, I'm very, very excited to say will be bearing some fruit soon. I think Ty still wants to keep that, those things under wrap just for now. But uh, as soon as he lets me off the leash, I'll tell you some cool stuff maybe in the, next, in the coming few weeks. Yeah, um, about another week. You know, once I see it on the calendar, <laughs> then we can start talking about it. You know what I mean? Right on. Now, as far as in-game... Uh, in, in the c- continuing travails of, uh, of a young Padawan who is uh, a dual elite uh, trader and explorer, but had did done basically absolute next to nothing on combat. Uh, I went from, um, so I hit expert in combat last week and then <clears throat> worked on it a little more uh, through this week. And I am currently sitting at 31% master in combat. So if I keep at it, if I just keep plugging away at it, uh, I feel like I'm on track to, uh, to, to get it done. I think mean you have a little side bet going, don't we, that you said you were going to get it by, what was it? May? No, I said I was going to get it by the 4th of July. You're, 4th you're of July, the goal, that's what it was. The goalpost okay, up there, but okay. I, for sure. It's very easy to remember the 4th of July. That's not a, that's not a date for Americans that, that slips off of our, uh, of our brain. But what, what was that side bet exactly? Because I, I, I know I definitely am getting tons of ridicule if and when I don't make it, but uh, not if, absolutely when I make it. What do I get out of this? The loser has to go meet Rabbit. 
<laughs> okay. I got to double down and kill some more Thargoids. All right. Yeah, let's wrap this show up. Come on, let's get it moving. Uh, no, I, I know Rabbit. I know Cruel Rabbit listens to the show, and uh, man, he's he's super cool, and I love it when he gets drunk in our uh, uh, Discord. <laughs> so we love you, Rabbit. Yeah, he's fucking awesome, man. Uh, except yeah. for except for the you know you posted this in NSFW. Hey, hey, I, I, hey. I, I, yep, yep, yep. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> nope, nope. Hey, anybody who wants to get that kind of information has to join the Discord, and yeah, we're going to leave yeah. it at that. And please, uh, if you're under the age of 18 uh, and you do join the Discord, don't go in the NSFW memes channel. You're not supposed to be there. That's for 18 and over, and we make you click on a little thing that says that. But there's some, it's it's funny, it's funny, but like there's some stuff in there that's not safe for the podcast. So, so, um, what I've been doing this week, and this is probably going to be heresy, but I have actually, I actually decided to re-download and install Star Citizen. And before yeah, every, man. before everybody runs me up the pole here and says I, I'm a traitor, it's for research because I'm trying to figure out how long they've been, how, how well they've been doing. And let me just say a few things. Um, that game is really the last time I played that game. It was like in I don't remember what version it was. It was like 2.2 or some shit like that. Maybe 1.7. It's been about a year plus, maybe two since I actually had that game on a computer or one of my hard drives. So I loaded it up, and let me start off by saying that it is, it looks great. The graphics look great. It is ridiculously buggy. There are bugs all over the place. The little, I'm just going to tell you the whole long story here. So I... I wake up in my little apartment. I get out of bed. I walk to the door. I walk, I go, excuse me. I go out of the apartment. I walk over to the elevator. I hit the button. I wait for the elevator to come up. Eventually, the elevator gets there. I get on the elevator. I go down to the ground floor. I wait for the elevator to go down the ground floor. I get off the elevator. I walk down this hallway, and I spend about the first 30 minutes looking for the damn tram so I can get to the spaceport. Eventually, I find the tram to the spaceport. I get over to the spaceport and now I'm, I'm looking around trying to figure out, trying to find one of those screens where I can summon my ship. And eventually, because I was just dumb and missed it the first time, I find the screen and walk over and summon my ship. And uh, I have, what is, I, think, I think a Titan Avenger is what, I, is what I have. So I have this Titan Avenger. So I summon it and it's in hangar number nine. So then I walk, have to walk down the hall, walk over to an elevator, press a button, wait for the elevator to get there, get on the elevator, go down to Hangar 9. I wait to go all the way down to Hangar 9, get off, and there's my ship. So then, and this is, this this it took me an hour to get to this point. Now, some of that was me walking around not really sure where the hell to go. But the whole time, none of the NPCs have been interactable, aside from the signs on the walls I'm having to figure it out because I'm following the signs on the walls, which is kind of cool, but it's, it's, it, you can tell it's lacking. So I get in the ship and then I go through the process, try to remap all my controls. And 
Some of the controls, I don't know why, but I cannot remap to my X56 uh, uh, flight stick. And I have an X56 story as well, but I'll come back to that one. So uh, I keep trying, eventually I get it to where enough of it's working that I can fly. So it took me a little bit to figure out how to call the, the, the comm tower. So I call the comm tower, request uh, permission to launch. The bay doors open. I fly up. I retract the landing gear. I'm kind of looking around. So I start thrusting forward. And right as I start thrusting forward, all of these missiles come out of nowhere. My frame rate drops from like, I don't know, like about 90 or whatever down to like three. And my ship just... He blows up in a gulf of fire, and one of the, I see the chat just lighting up, LOL, ha, 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 destroyed a noob, and all this other stuff. So then I respawn back in the apartment. So then I get up out of the, out of the, out of the uh, uh, bed, go to the elevator, ride the elevator down, go to the tram. This time the tram bugged, um, because you got on the tram, and like the tram teleported away. So I had to reload the game, reloaded the game, went back, restarted the apartment, went back downstairs, I rode the elevator back down, go over to the tram, sit there at the tram. This time I have to wait like a minute for the damn tram to get there, get on the tram, ride back over to the spaceport, get back on the, uh, the, the other spaceship I have, which I think is called a Freelancer. Um, and I don't know exactly how I got the, the one of my, I only know I purchased one of them. So I'm not sure how the hell I even got the other one. Uh, so I I get on this freelancer. The freelancer, like when I get down the hangar, I walk start walking through the freelancer. The freelancer is a really cool ship. There's a bunch of places to to be on it. There's like a like a little quarters in it, you know. There's a there's like a little top turret you can go up into. There's a big old cargo bay. It's a really cool ship. It's kind of how I want Elite Dangerous ships to be interactive. Um, if we get space legs, so I do the whole thing. I request permission to launch. I take off. And this time I'm actually flying away from the uh, spaceport and I get maybe half a kilometer away from the spaceport and I get completely lit up again by some noob ganker. It was at this point I log off of the game and decide, well, we're still not there yet. Uh, so my final conclusion with Star Citizen is that right now this is ridiculously, ridiculously riddled with bugs there's gankers. I don't know how to even combat that right now. Uh, maybe I can boost away or something. I had hell getting the controls routed. I had bugs all over the place. I had some graphical glitches here and there. Uh, it's it's none of the NPCs are interactive. They don't tell you where to go or what to do with anything. Uh, I if if that game came out right now, I'd, I'd give it like a four out of ten. It's bad. It's still they. No joke, they probably have five more years worth of work. I'm not even kidding. And um, so that's my little pseudo review of Star Citizen from for for the that's what I that's what I did for a little bit this week. So, so okay, that's that's what you did with regard to Star Citizen. I want to say this um, first off: anyone who would be uh, angry at you or uh, like, you know, just irate or like, how dare you 
like, uh, you know, cheat on Elite Dangerous by playing Star Citizen. Please, please just just stop. Stop listening to our show. Don't don't like I don't everyone. Let's all be grownups here. Let's let's all stop and say that it is OK to like I, the world that we're in now, man, you have to be an Apple fanboy or an Android fanboy. You have to be Republican or Democrat. You have to be, you know, pro Brexit or anti Brexit. You have to like pick a side and automatically hate the other. Let's stop for a moment. Let's not, we're, this is not Fortnite. We're not 11 year olds. Let's be rational adults and let's say, hey, I like this. I like Elite Dangerous, but you know, I, uh, me personally, I have not bought into Star Citizen just because I'm still skeptical that it's going to turn into a thing. But man, I'm rooting for them so hard. I hope that they do well. And if and when they actually come out with a viable product, I'm definitely going to buy it and I'm definitely going to play it and I'm definitely going to, you know, hopefully enjoy it. I'm going to go into it with an open heart and an open mind wanting to enjoy it. And then after I've had such a fun time flying around in that little system of like 12 planets or whatever, I'm going to come back and play Elite, which I love because it has a one-to-one recreation of our entire galaxy. So like, I, I think if you were to ask David Braben and Chris Metzen, if you were to ask, uh, you know, the team Chris at Roberts, Frontier, Chris, Chris Roberts, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, if you were to ask, uh, uh, well, hey, David Braben, I got the important name right. Uh, if we were to ask the team at Frontier and the team at uh, CIG, like they would probably be like, oh, yeah, man, that's a cool space game over there. That's neat. We're doing our thing, but they're, they're cool over there. Like, let's, we don't have to trash anything. So I encourage you to keep playing Star Citizen, keep trying stuff, keep, you know, when they come out with a new thing and they're like, hey, we fixed these 19 things, you know, for sure, man, give it a try. And for all of those people out there that enjoy our show, that enjoy Elite Dangerous, that also have purchased and play around in the the betas or alphas or whatever they're calling it for Star Citizen, man, keep on trucking, bro. Like, enjoy it, have fun. That's awesome. And like the fact that you're saying it's still buggy as hell and whatever, like, that's a very ambitious project, and I wish them well. I am scared looking at this, like, okay, you guys got to bring this in for a landing at some point, and you know. But uh, man, if they pull it off, that's going to be awesome. So, like, yeah, don't don't feel tied. Do not feel at all embarrassed or ashamed of saying, "Hey, I'm a spaceship game nerd, and I want to try also other spaceship games." There's nothing wrong with that, man. Well, I mean, I don't really feel ashamed or anything about it but um yeah it's it's definitely it's it's like i I haven't spent a lot of time in elite this week i meant to but um i kind of did dedicate a lot of sunday to star citizen because i really wanted to give it a a good fair shake and um ultimately it just was it it's it's just not it's not there it's not it's not game enough for me to enjoy it is is and Maybe I just need to, you know, give it another shot, try some different things, read some uh, strategies or something. I don't know. Um, but I will also say this. I think I think the state that it's in right now is, is, is you know, they've been at this, what, four years now, five years now. Um, man, I, I really kind of figured we'd have more. I, I, and, or... or 
And I, I don't know what they would do, even do about the, like maybe if I got away from, from the station, maybe I could enjoy it a little bit more. I thought about trying it at a different time to where maybe I could avoid some of the gankers or whatever, but you know, and Elite Dangerous has gankers too, so I don't really want to hold it to that, but man, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not real happy with the state of that game. And I try to play some more Elite this week, but uh, real life and I, I work and all the shit that's been going on at work got involved too. I've, I had to do a training class late on Tuesday, and then I had everything completely explode freaking Thursday. Dubs, have you played Star Citizen at all? I actually have not played it at all, but I am definitely looking forward to it when they release a finished product. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of... And the way they do their ship purchases is really strange. Like, you can buy a ship with real money, and then you can upgrade it with real money, but then you have to spend credits to upgrade certain modules. It's really strange to me the way they do it. And I'm not mm. real sure how well that model is going to work in a post-launch environment. It seems like it's working pretty well for them right now because they're making a shit ton of money, but I don't know how well that's going to work in a post-launch environment. So, But I guess we'll wait and see. Um, mm. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing this week. Um, you know, as you're talking about Star Citizen, the thing that occurs to me is <clears throat> Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous were two sort of massively ambitious projects that were kind of kickstarted and 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 like discussed and developed and and whatever at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes uh people get a little frustrated with Elite Dangerous and and especially like right now because uh, Frontier has just gone through like sort of a massive uh, sort of uh, time period of like okay they're changing as a company and they're growing and they're they're having they had some growing pains and whatever but also they made a conscious decision to shift the the product uh, development cycle so to speak on how they're doing this and as a result we're we're kind of coming off of. Now we're just getting to the end of a, a sort of a long time in which people are feeling like there has been sort of a, a, a lack of content or less less content or whatever. But if you look at these two projects side by side and you look at, okay, you know, CIG, man. And I'm not, tr- I'm not shitting on Star Citizen, man. I, I wish them all the best. But CIG got all the money in the galaxy to make their thing and star city or uh, 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 frontier development with, with, with elite dangerous has uh, let's just say had a good budget. They, I mean, their financials, you know, where it came out and like, man, they're, they're, they're doing well, but nowhere near the just completely mind blowing budget of star citizen and, uh, and CIG. And, and yet, these two projects side by side, uh, Frontier with one one hundredth of the of the of the sort of budget and 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 sort of uh, toys to play with, they have managed to put out a product already, and uh, and just there's just light years ahead of of where CIG has managed to come in that same time. And I think that <clears throat> while you can get frustrated with this, that, or the other, you know, if there's some little 
issue that you're like, man, the, you know, this with the dark right heart or the, this with the that or the whatever. Uh, look at how far they've come comparatively and and with way less resources. And uh, I, I just, uh, I'm, I, I'm blown away with, with what they've been able to do. Well, if you kind of compare um, Elite Dangerous with uh, Star Citizen and uh, what is it, Hello Games with No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky, yeah. And, you know, No Man's Sky is, I, I, I bought No Man's Sky launch day. I played it for nine hours, and I've gone back since and played it for about three more hours since the great big VR update that came out a few months ago. I played it in VR. It's it's a good game, but it's it feels like an arcade game, and it's just mm. it's not my thing. And Star Citizen still feels broken and incomplete and kind of fractured, like it's a. <clears throat> if it still feels like a tech demo, like a very good tech demo, but a but a tech demo. Does anybody remember back like back in the day when you would get the PC gamer and you had the little tech oh, yeah. demos and the CDs mm-hmm. and stuff? That's what it feels like. It's, yeah, it's a it very good tech demo, but that's what it feels like. And yeah. Um, you know, Elite Dangerous is a full game, and yeah. uh, they've you know people are more impressed when you do a lot with a little versus doing a little with a lot, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I feel. Uh, uh, it's kind of how I feel with Elite Dangerous. I feel like they've done a lot with a little, and I feel like CIG and Hello Games did a little with a lot. I mean, I know Hello Games got a crap ton of money from Sony when it became a. Uh, a uh, Sony exclusive there for a little while. Um, so it's... Uh, now, that being said, Hello Games has done a lot of support to really improve the game. And, sure. you know, kudos to them and anybody who likes that game. It just It's just not my bag, so... I feel like when you when you look at the three of them, right, it, it, it's, it's easy to lose sight of the fact because... So we're on the sidelines and we, you know, we play elite. We live elite. We are in this and like we're in it deep. So we see all of the flaws because they're right there. They're right in our face. They're right next to us. But it's kind of like if you look at the three of these and say, okay, well, okay, these are three swimmers. Uh, I would say, you know, Elite Dangerous is the Michael Phelps of the of the swimmers. Uh, um, and, and, you know, Hello Games and No Man's Sky are, are, are is basically, you know, the, whoever came in with the, the silver medal uh, and... and and Star Citizen <clears throat> is sort of the you know the uh, I, I, I don't know the 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 Uruguayan guy that's still out there trying to finish his laps and uh, and and so it's easy for us we pick on like oh man this that and the other but it's like we're literally criticizing like the Michael Phelps we're criticizing the the like far and away super impressive specimen. And and yet we're like we're finding the flaws because we're we're in it all day every day. So like we see the flaws, and it's easy to lose sight of the fact that it's like we're seeing these little flaws on this amazing engine. Yeah. And which, by the way, is their third iteration of the engine. But anyway, I don't want to get in the whole thing here. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just move on to news now. Um, so, I, know, I know you did some stuff in Elite too, though. I don't want to let you skip over that because I, I, you know, we did some we did some combat. You guys were doing uh, 
you know, you have played elite as well. It's not just because you devoted a good chunk. You've had a lot of heavy work days and you devoted a good chunk of, uh, of time to star citizen on Saturday. I know for a fact, I've seen you around in elite. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been, I've been in around elite. I've, um, I, I went out and shot some Thargoids. I think I killed what's above the Cyclops. Cause dubs help me out here. How does the order go? The uh, the Cyclops, the Basilisk, the Medusa, and then the Hydra, I believe. Basilisk, that's what I was thinking of. I th- I was with Dubs when I killed my very first Basilisk. And, um, of course, I would killed a Cyclops before then. and uh, But I killed my very first Basilisk. And I th- did we kill a Hydra? Was it a Hydra we killed? No, Hydra. <laughs> I think. Uh, okay, yeah, never mind. We're, we're not. I even think I heard. Close. I think I heard you guys pop in on the Hydra, and uh, I think uh, I think it was Ty that was like, "I'm I'm gonna be okay, guys," and then poof, it got popped, <laughs> was, and everybody else limped away real quick. That was, was actually just a Medusa. That wasn't was even Medusa? a Hydra. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow! That, yeah. That's how that's how unprepared we are for the Hydra. I, I, all I know is that, like, we got hit by, like, a sudden shutdown field that nobody was expecting. And I got shut down. And I was I was still moving because I was in FA off. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, well, well, okay, first the swarm passed me once. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to be all right. And I hear Dub goes, oh, Ty, you're dead. And the swarm passed me again. I was like, no, I'm going to be okay. And then the last part of the swarm went by, and I just exploded in a ball of fire. Yeah. I, I yeah. had the perfect view because where it shut me down, like you were center of my screen. I was just watching you through a dead ship. <laughs> it was so – that was so funny because I was in comms with you, and I was flying – I was killing bugs separately, and I, I literally heard – so what happened was – like literally the shutdown field went off when it not at the normal time. It didn't go off after the heart, you know, so it was like, it was, nobody was ready for it. And then I, I heard and, and everybody's like, Oh, this isn't good. I'm out. Well, I'm out. Well, I'm out. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. And then I heard doves. Oh, Ty, this is going to be bad. And Ty going like, <laughs> No, guys, I'm I'm gonna be fine. It's gonna it's gonna be okay, guys. And Dove's like, no, it's not. You're dead. And then, like a second later, you hear Ty go, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah." But yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was. I, I think that's number twenty. I think that is actually number twenty now, as far as my deaths go. So I'm catching up to you, Dubs. No, oh, I don't know if you're gonna catch up. I'm I'm continuously racking my deaths up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that's one of the things I love about Dubs, though, because you're literally like Dubs is like, okay, yeah, 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 I can kill this, no problem. I could kill this easy, no problem. But uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna take this. Uh, I'm gonna take this. Uh, you know, uh, Diamondback Explorer, and I'm gonna take on this wing of of. Uh, uh, an anaconda and and a uh, uh, fertile ants or whatever, and it's like you're gonna do what now? And he's like, ah, you know, we'll, we'll give it a try, see what happens. Yeah, it usually doesn't work out. Man, when I get on this evening, freaking Dubs is up against uh, what was it three elite pythons? Is that right? So, so I found a yeah, it was a wing of three pythons. One was elite, and the other two were dangerous. And I was just in my uh, vulture with two plasma accelerators. Now, I, I did manage to win that fight. However, they took out most of my hull in the process. Damn, if you were in anything other than a vulture, bro, you would have been a splat. 
Yeah, and it also does help that once I started attacking them, I think like there was like a wing of two adders that kind of jumped on them with me, so that may have very well made the difference. Nice. And you see, I used to think I was pretty good at combat. I am not. (laughs) Uh, I have been educated that I am not good at it. So, well, I'm I'm way ahead of you, Ty, because I don't even have any. uh, I don't even have any delusions that I'm good at combat. Well, I got, so I have, before we get into the whole mining thing, uh, which I do want to discuss and go through, uh, I have two pieces of news from Frontier I want to discuss. And I know they did a couple of other things this week, but I I got two pieces of news. And one is bad news and one is good news. And I'm going to start with the good news. Uh, Our buddies over at Lave Radio got to be on the featured commander for this week, which I believe aired Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. So great big congratulations to uh, Colin and Ben and uh, Shan and uh, uh, Souverine. And I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, let me go look at my so list. The, Hold on. So the, <laughs> the actual, the actual, Suv wasn't there for the actual um, event. The, uh, the, the stream itself was Will. And uh, so Will Flanagan and right. Stephen Benedetti, along with um, <clears throat> uh, it was from Lave Radio. It was Ben Moss Woodward, so Commander Edelweiss, uh, Commander Shan, uh, Colin Ford, Commander uh, Phoenix to Fire, uh, Commander Kurgle, and joining them on as a ringer to the Lave Radio team was Commander Scorpius. Much love to Commander Scorpius. So that was their group that was there. Yeah, I, I had a list, but I wasn't on the same screen, and I was trying to get it pulled up, but you beat me to it. So, <laughs> um, oh, sorry about that. No, 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 no. That's perfect because um, I didn't have to say it. So that worked out perfectly. Because uh, now that was big old congratulations to the Lay Radio guys. Um, you guys were the very first group to support us. So, uh, just want to say thank you very much to y'all. And now for the bad news, um, which this really stinks because I kind of feel like I was just kind of getting to know her a little bit. Um, but community manager uh, for uh, Frontier Page is officially leaving, um, or she's Officially undocking. Paige Harvey is officially undark, undark, undocking. I completely screwed that up. Damn. Uh, but yeah, she's officially leaving. Uh, I have, have you heard where she's headed yet? I have not heard. So, uh, no. And that's being that she's in a community team, uh, community manager, like a community team representative, it, it would yeah, sort not. of not be a thing that she would say right now. The way that you normally handle this in in that sort of corporate uh, development. No, I know, I know. They, they don't always yeah. they don't always announce it. So I was just <laughs> it, usually what happens is that like you know they 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 announce they're leaving, and then at some point through you know like uh, Reddit or or 4chan or something, you'll hear somebody say. Well, I heard so and so is going over here. Oh yeah. So we'll, I just wonder if we'll, we had heard any rumors about it. So no, no, we'll definitely hear that. But I mean, there, there, she's she's a pro. So what's going to happen is 
you know, she's focused right now on the big upcoming 24 hour live stream that they've got going on. And then after that is, is, is done, uh, then, you know, we will hear, hear more information later about, about all that. And you know what, I'm looking at this from a standpoint of it's, this is not bad news. This is great news in the community or sorry, in the, the sort of, uh, software development and 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 in that whole game there's a system and the way that it works is you know you come in you work on a project for a couple years and then you jump to a different company because that's where you make your real money that's like when you get like you know so i'm looking at this as a super positive thing of our friend page who is just wonderful and amazing and and great is now she's she came up from just part of the like community team. She was a uh, one of those uh, like a a rep that would handle questions and issues or whatever. She was Commander Normandy. She's been promoted already twice, and now she's ready to make the big jump to you know another team where she's gonna hopefully make a very nice uh, sort of upward movement in her in her career and. I'm still holding out hope that in a couple of years when she's ready to make the next sort of jump uh, that we might see her redocking at Frontier Towers. I think that would be amazing. Well, if she happens to listen, uh, I hope she knows she's always welcome in the Loose Screws podcast discord. She can always holler at us anytime. And every now and then she graces us with uh, dog memes. So I hope that we keep getting (laughs) pupper memes as for forever, so. For sure, man. Paige is, Paige is great. We love Paige. So that was the two bits of news I had before we dive into this, um, before we dive into this mining stuff. Um, so do you want to uh, kind of go into Elite Week or do you just want to dive right into the mining stuff and then we'll take the uh, mining stuff as we go through Elite Week? I'm up from a pretty way. I'll let you make the call, bro. Um, I, I think you're, you're right. We, we have a, a good system going. Let's go ahead and do the mining thing now and, and I'll work around it for the elite week, but we've got a good, good sort of, uh, thing. So let's, let's go with it. So this was released on January 30th, which was last Thursday, um, about the changes for we kind of went over this a little bit, the changes for the following week in regards to are the things that they were going to make a change for low temperature diamonds and stuff like that it was released by Stephen Benedetti. Um, and I believe that whole thing went live Friday morning, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Correct. It was, it was announced Thursday and it was saying starting tomorrow, these changes will happen. So yes. So, um, <laughs> this has been kind of a mess. I don't want to say a mess on by Frontier, but it feels like a mess on how it's felt from the community side. Um, who, who, who actually, like, I know that we covered it in last week's show, but who actually went through and started testing stuff in the, in the community first? Well, I mean, so 
it's been tested on from multiple, multiple different sides. So Commander Burr and the Burr Pit, their group have been, they have a, a group that does like massive uh, group member laser mining uh, events and they do things. The IMU, the uh, Intergalactic Mining Union, has been um, <clears throat> doing a lot of number crunching and they've been putting stuff together. You've got... Um, <clears throat> uh, Down to Earth Astronomy has been working with a, a group and they're looking into it uh, more as well. You've got... Uh, who is that that did that great... Uh, forum post it was i'm trying to pull it up uh looking through <clears throat> let's see sorry i'm jumping around looking for the thing um there was another no it's kind of my fault so i'm kind of changing the order here a little bit so no no, no it's okay um <clears throat> from the forums uh, I'm going to find it. Give me one second. Sorry about that, bro. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Uh, so, um, no, that's the interim earnings report. Here we go. Um, down to earth. Is, yeah, no, I hate that. That was a video. I'm so sorry. Give me just one second. Well, let me just say this real quick while you're, while you're looking that up. So yesterday at 10 a.m. Central Time, uh, Stephen Benedetti said, Greetings, commanders. We're rolling out a fix for an issue where the incorrect economy types had a demand for, low, for LTDs, low-temperature diamonds. This question should be live by the end of the day, which I thought they had already done that, but I guess that was still an issue. Uh, a state in the game, low temperature diamonds are consumed by the following economies, tourism, high-tech, industrial, and refinery. We've updated and included this fix in the OP. Thanks for your understanding. So, so uh, yeah, I got that other information. So, Go ahead. Uh, there was a great post by Factabulous, bulk tax investigation in 3.6. Uh, it was posted Monday at 5.57 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, that has a huge uh, list of uh, information that was obtained as well as um, just there's graphs, there's all kinds of stuff, and then there's tons of, I mean, it's just a massive sort of look into, into this. And in that, the one thing that really sort of, there were several things, but uh, the uh, looking at the tax rate on bulk on one of them that just really really jumped out at me. I was like, okay, on serendibite, okay, serendibite with an eighty demand, uh, empty cargo price was showing at one seven oh seven five three, bulk price nine four five five one, with a calculated max cargo of sixty. So she pulled in. With 80 demand and 60 in the cargo, was showing a cargo tax rate of 44.63%. Jeez. So basically taking just a smidge less than half of the profit, not based on the demand rate. This had demand. So she it's not like she was going without demand, but just based on the fact that 
she had two thirds of it in her. I, 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 I don't know. It's this, <clears throat> it's, it's been a thing and it's continuing to, uh, um, it's, it's continuing to progress, but you will find that, uh, listing in the, uh, uh, in the elite week notes. So you can pull up the, uh, you can pull up the, uh, uh, notes and look for yourself and you'll, you'll definitely get, um, all of that information, but you know, yeah. So where the hell does this leave us? Like, it doesn't feel like this thing is still settled down. It doesn't feel, it, it feels a little bit jangly still. Like I'm looking at a screenshot right now. Uh, just browsing through the forum post where someone's selling, this happened today, someone's selling LT, LTDs at uh, Laura's Folly, which is a, a refinery, and uh, they're selling it for 1.6 a unit. And So, yeah, there, there, there are people that are getting upwards of 1.8 even, and so there's, there's more to it. Um, so... Looking at this, there's multiple... There's, so there's like... Three or four different issues here. The first is um, that it's very clear to everyone that this is not done yet. Uh, the the um, the low temperature diamonds are still going for way way high, and there's there's no way that that could possibly be. And in fact, uh, with regard to that. Uh, uh, Frontier Development have already specifically stated that they know that it's too high. Still, it's they're making tweaks. They're trying to get it fixed, but there's there's issues where it's sort of bugging out, and the supply and demand stuff is not working the way it's supposed to. So, for low temperature diamonds, for the other ones, for 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 void opals and uh, uh, painite. Uh, the, the numbers are about right, and you're seeing massive cuts in <clears throat> what you're getting from it. But with regard to the uh, low temperature diamonds, the the demand amount is still seeming to be by orders of magnitude higher than it's supposed to be. So it's leaving everybody confused as to what's going on there. So they they've already said the frontier said that they know that um, you know it, it's it's still borked and that. Uh, they're going to make, uh, so, you know, as recently as yesterday, February 6th, um, Frontier Development posted again on the forum, Stephen Benedetti. Do you have that one as well to go over, Ty? I think I missed that one. Go ahead. Okay. So yesterday, uh, this is the most recent that I know of. I don't know if they posted anything else today on the issue, but Stephen Benedetti said at 10.59 Eastern Standard Time, greetings, commanders. We're rolling out a fix on an issue where the incorrect economy types had a demand for low temperature diamonds. This correction should be live by the end of the day. As stated in game, low temperature diamonds are consumed by the following economies, tourism, high-tech, industrial, and refinery. We have updated and included this fix in the OP. Thanks for your understanding. So <clears throat> literally, as of yesterday, they already knew like, okay, low temperature diamonds are still messed up. We That's got to get hit. So it will be hit. Anything that you're seeing of people of like, hey, everything is, you know, don't even worry about it. We're getting 1.8. We're making more money off LTDs than we were before. Because before you could expect to get, for an LTD, you could expect to get, you know, 
like what uh, one point, like maybe one point one, one point two. Like void opals were like one point six, um, and and now you're getting one point eight, one point nine for LTDs. Enjoy it while you can. Go out and get all that you can. Don't expect that that's going to be the case in two weeks. So make hay while the sun is shining. But they know that 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 is also you know that's not right. So that's that's one issue of this. The second issue of this whole <clears throat> sort of change is that the tools weren't quite working right. They were bugging out for the map thing for people to be able to see, um, you know, what's for sale where. And they're they've they've tweaked it. They've continued to make little tweaks on it. So, um, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, going to be looked into even more and then the third issue was um and this is sort of this is sort of what has kind of hit me with it is where i'm where where i'm at with this whole thing is that uh uh on tuesday uh, let's see. Yeah, the bulk tax effect has okay. Um, <clears throat> on Tuesday uh, at ten forty-seven a.m. Eastern, February fourth. So this was just you know three or four days ago. Stephen Benedetti posted, Greetings, Commanders. Thanks for all the feedback you've shared with us on this topic, particularly with regard to the prices being offered by stations based on the amount of commodities currently in your cargo hold. Since the January update, with the help of your feedback, we have identified that this process does not perform as well as we intended, and it's something the team will be looking into improving in a future update. As always, as soon as we have more information about that, we will let the community know, whether it's in the patch notes or in an announcement, 07. So what we've had here is sort of multiple issues. One, things have not been implemented, ah, sorry, implemented as they wanted them to be. And after multiple times, there have been little tweaks here and there to sort of fix that to get that where it needs to be. It is still not right as of now. Low temperature diamonds are abnormally high, and we don't even know if it's fixed in the background because when it first gets fixed, it's still going to be broken until people get through the whole sort of gaming the system and getting their sort of welfare cheese. Right now, we're at a situation where it's because of the previous stuff didn't work as intended, there's still going to be abnormal to high, high demand numbers until that gets worked through. Once that gets worked through, you will see the, the numbers start to dive and hopefully settle out at some sort of a reasonable number. But where it's at right now is not right. They've already stated that they've been tweaking it and the tweaks haven't worked for whatever reason. And so it's going to get tweaked more. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is as more and more and more, uh, sort of, uh, attention, I guess, like the, 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 the feedback that they've gotten from the 
uh, community has been fairly unanimous, unlike most ways. Most things, you get feedback, and a lot of people are for this, and a lot of people are against that, and they argue back and forth. <clears throat> the feedback for this, and of course, if you go to the forums, there definitely are people sniping at each other and normal, sort of the normal forum, petty, whatever, where where people are, you know, getting into this and that and the other. But everyone more or less agrees, like, hey, this... Um, this should be looked at maybe. And, uh, we would appreciate that. Uh, but so, so they're aware of that and they stated very clearly on Tuesday, like, Hey, we know that this isn't quite right. We're going to work on it. Having said that, I feel like now is the time for everyone to just chill out a little bit, let it play out how it's going to play out. They've already acknowledged in writing this is not right. We will look into it. We will get back to you. So now is the time to just just chill. Don't stress. If you if you're one of those guys that's still out there chasing your money, making LTD runs, God bless. Go do it. You're actually helping them by profiteering. You are helping because you're helping to once they finally get it fixed. However, you're helping to set the market down to set it where it's supposed to be. And once it is, then we'll have a better idea of where we're going forward with this. But I mean, like let's ignore LTDs because they're, they're just not finished, but let's look at, for example, uh, voidables. Uh, so, um, Uh, down to earth astronomy did a video on void opals. And in that video, he was saying like, Hey, I figured out a way to sort of game the system, not cheating, just, just using the system, using logic, using, you know, the fact that he's a very smart guy. He figured that if the, the way that the bulk tax rate works is that you get less per ton at, at this, this, and this interval, and then there is a sort of, I don't want to say it's a glitch, but there's a sort of a, 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 a peculiarity of the system of how it works is if demand is zero, then you don't pay any tax whatsoever on the, on, on what you've, you've sold. So by doing that, if you can find situations where the economy is sort of right that the, it gives you a higher number, even when the demand is zero, you get you can avoid the bulk tax rate. So what he was doing is he was finding places where over here the demand is uh, decent, but you're getting offered six hundred and seventy thousand credits or whatever, and over here the demand is zero and you're getting offered six hundred and seventy thousand credits. Well. If the demand is decent and you get 670,000 credits, that means you're going to have to pay the bulk tax rate and you're going to now end up with making 400,000 credits if you're lucky. If the demand is, oddly enough, if the demand is zero, you pay no taxes on that. So you get to keep the full 670 grand. So weirdly enough, what he showed, and he showed it very clearly in his video, if you can find places where the demand is nothing, you will do better than if the demand is high. And that seems to me to be odd, but I'm sure Frontier will look into that when they fix this system. But so seeing that, that, that 
the demand, it's just ignoring all of the, the tax and the demands and this, that, and the other. What you were getting before as a quote unquote decent price for void opals was 1.6 mil. What you are getting now as a quote unquote decent price for void opals, if you can avoid paying the tax, is like 670,000. So you're looking at basically making a third as much as you used to. They definitely are making a change. They definitely said they wanted to sort of not nerf mining per se, but I guess you say it in a nice way, but yeah, like lower the, the earning potential for mining. And I think to a certain extent, mining was super high. You could really just tear through the game in an artificial way if you min-maxed it the way all gamers tend to do. So like, while some of the system is peculiar to me and while i feel like now we've made it clear to them what we need what we want changed and what we find to be kind of weird and and unexplainable um they have acknowledged that they've hurt us and they're going to look into it we also know in the back of our minds that while we'll protest and say like no it's great it's wonderful the mining was a little too high and so if we're in a situation now where the absolute uh horrible apocalypse scenario is that before you could make uh you know 300 million an hour mining uh and now like he just just put out a video where it's like okay you could make 120 to whatever i forget mining but like you can still make good money it's just not as crazy high as it was before oh well so be it we move from here and we hope that in the upcoming balance passes and changes that they make, that they kind of maybe bring up combat pay a little or something, like even things out a little. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that. Uh, it, it feels, it feels a little bit like it's a little bajangly, and yes, that's a word. I'm going to make it a word, like a little bajangly implemented. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to make that sound like it's a slam toward frontier, but you know, it is. It, it feels like it's something that. And I know. I know we beta tested this, didn't we? Maybe we didn't. Hell, I can't remember now. My brain is kind of mushy. So when you do the beta test of something like this, but it plays out in four days. You the, don't yeah. have enough time to go through your supply and demand, and then also people when they were quote unquote doing the beta testing, they were just looking to see what was being offered. Like, oh, I could get this much here. I could get that much here. They weren't really doing the actual, you know. Well, it, it was a four day test. It wasn't really a fair test. And there was, they had a list of like, like 40 things for us to go and test and give us four days to do it. That's, that's not really a good time for us to really be able to effectively beta test it. So. Well, and also, like I just said, it's so with the supply and demand, you know, like right now, even if I, for all I know, low temperature diamonds are fixed, it's still going to be a week before we see it because right. you have to run through all the numbers and, and cook down the excess, the artificial excess that was there before. Yeah, you know, you know? I, I want to ask Dubs what he thinks about all this, because you've been with this game for basically as long as I have. So, yeah, man. Yeah, the way I feel about it is mining was a little overinflated beforehand. 
So, <laughs> Dubs, just real, real basic and to the point. So, <laughs> I'm just well, for, my thing is I'm upset that <clears throat> combat doesn't pay for shit compared to your input and your what do you call it the uh, risk the risk you're taking and the effort you put into it and the skill that it requires. You're basically getting paid dog shit. I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. Not only not only risk, but the other thing that you didn't mention there that's also very valid is your investment because <clears throat> you can invest in a mining ship, go out and come back and you'll still have, you know, you haven't used any ammo. You haven't used any, uh, you know, your, your hull's still at full whatever. You still got your shields. Whereas yeah. even no, if I you don't do even, it right, even if you, you, you do don't even well, have to engineer the mining yeah. ships require almost little to zero preparation and you can get everything at one station. And whereas even if you do a phenomenal job and you're awesome at being a combat pilot and you're st- and never die, you're still going to have to come in, pay for repairs, pay for reloads, pay for, you know, ammo, all that. Mm-hmm. And we're not, even, we're not even counting the amount of time it takes to properly engineer a ship. And then, uh, you know, but the only thing you're out on mining is like limpets, you know, and, and, like a, I want to say it's like, you know, fifty thousand for five hundred limpets or some shit. You know, it's it's. The, 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 I agree. I agree with you, Dubs. The mind, the uh, the combat really needed needs some sort of some sort of buff. And I know you can make money if you do the combat assassination missions. I know there's money there, but when you look at the the amount of investment versus reward on any sort of combat. The dollars are just not there versus mining versus, well, just trading in general, really. And oh then, yeah, they're not. And, and then then you look at uh, even at, even exploration, uh, you can make more money, basically going just a little bit out of the bubble and getting the uh, Earth-like worlds and the uh, high metal content worlds and the water worlds. And coming back and selling that data, you can make more money doing that in an evening than you can combating. And there's yeah, some, just there's as some, an idea for it. Like since I've started playing this game, I, I'm looking at my codex right now. My total profit from combat is not even 200 million credits, and wow. it, my trading is the only reason I have seven billion in assets. And that took me maybe a week's worth of total playtime to get all of that. You guys so are curious me, now. We're going to look at mine now. So let me ask you, Dubs. Uh, so the, the first statement you made was mining needed a nerf, more or less. I'm paraphrasing, but mining needed a nerf. If, let's say, for example, let's ignore LTDs because it's still in flux. But if 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 the, the actual numbers turn out to be that void opals went from 1.6 mil to 600K, so about a third um if it turns out that that plays out across the board in three months from now, we're looking at all mining being sort of a third as profitable as it was before. Ignoring the implementation, ignoring the ta- cargo taxes and other stuff, but just say mining, you know, used to get you three hundred million an hour. Now it gets you one hundred million an hour. Do you feel that 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 in and of itself is like okay, that's a good start. Now let's look at adjusting the combat and adjusting, you know, whatever else. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that because with the way mining was beforehand, it almost made it to where having one of the large three ships really wasn't something that special. I mean, literally everyone has an anaconda because it's too easy to get. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I bought my anaconda 
after I don't know, like 14 or 15 hours of play from, yeah, from, yeah. from first getting the game. Which I bought my I know first Anaconda sounds, literally four years after I started playing because I didn't mine. Yeah. So I, I know that sounds like just like sacrilege to people, and I'm sorry, but I, I, I am a gamer. I will come in and find the best way. I will find who's got the good guide, and I will do it because that's I'm a gamer. So like I get it. And so all of your thoughts on the implementation sort of aside, because like I said, they've acknowledged where the implementation has had flaws and they've had to, you know, okay, we're going to try again. We're going to try again. We're going to change this. We're going to change that. We get your feedback. We're going to change this. uh, Ignoring that, just the actual change to mining that happened in January, you feel like it's, it's, it's a good thing. It was, it was kind of needed. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of find that I agree with you. If mining goes from being uh, a three hundred million credit an hour profit uh, activity to a one hundred million, then I think that also sort of brings it more in line with there's things you can do with with trade. There's things you know with Robigo. There's things you can do with other things that. It, at least it's now in the ballpark where it's not just crazy broken good. It's now in the ballpark. Now, <clears throat> what I think we need to, to look into is, uh, like you said, uh, highlighted, like we, we've all been saying, and, and like Frontier has already acknowledged in a live stream and in writing, they have already acknowledged the, the community management team that we hear you that combat needs to come up. So if we were to see in a, in a future balance pass combat come up to around the hundred million an hour mark, and then mining is around the hundred million of mining uh, 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 an hour mark. And, and, and there's some trade slash passenger stuff that can get you to around that. I feel like that's a pretty good balance pass as much as people hate it. I know every time you have to give up a toy, it's like, no, I was, I want that. It, it does make it a little more balanced if, if we can just get the combat up now. Well, let me ask Dubs real quick because, I mean, what do you, what changes do you want them to make to combat besides just raising the, the, the value of it? How, like, give me, give me an example real quick, like bounty hunting. Like, what I, what I think would be cool bounty hunting is like, if you destroy the ship, you get, you know, whatever the bounty is. But if you capture the guy's escape pod, and then go turn it in at wherever he's most wanted, you get a crap ton more. And that, that would actually make a lot of sense. And like things where it's like the assassination <laughs> missions where they say, hey, we need you to go murder this elite pirate. It's like, all right, well, are you going to pay me what it's worth to go do that? So instead yeah. of just going out there and farming a hazardous for bounties, maybe they should implement more of the, uh, the higher-paying combat into missions you know, as far as, you, hey, go kill this freaking and- elite uh, FDL that's being guarded by two vultures. Yeah, you know those those should probably pay a little bit better than they do, and especially and nothing, the AX. And, the AX and, combat and, really needs to pay better. Oh yeah, and, and not for nothing. But if you were killing some super awesome elite pilot uh, pirate, wouldn't he have some like you know low temperature diamonds in his cargo hold or some Lavian branch, some rare, some stuff, some loot that you can actually make some money off of? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he got his bounty by stealing things, I guess. So if you could take some of the stuff he had in his hold now, and turn it back in for some profit. Yeah, now it doesn't make any sense at all for Thargoids to give you money. They're they're not going to. They don't operate on our money system. That's just stupid. But 
There's nothing to say that a Thargoid wreckage couldn't drop some neat minerals or some uh, some neat, you know, materials or something that, like, even if they were to drop some, uh, I don't know, some weird alien device or something that, like, Xeno traders are like, yo, I'll give you a ton of money for that because I'm interested in trying to figure out what that is. And you could you could actually work that into the story of the Thargoid stuff. Like, hey, you know, if once we get together as a group, as a as a whole, you know, galaxy, once we sell X number of these uh things to the xeno traders which everybody's going to want to do because we're going to price it really high well now we've just unlocked uh a thargoid engineered lasers or something yeah lasers that could harm the thargoids hull or uh you know just missions that are issued by stations to go you know assassinate or take care of local interceptors that are causing problems pay pretty decent so Real quick, because we've asked you, you know, hey, what do you want to see change with combat? I, I feel like we're, we'd be remiss if we don't ask you, you know, what do you want out of fleet carriers? What do you want out of the 2020 update? The, 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 you know, the ones, the questions that, you know, it's like we ask over and over and over. So I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing us ask it. But every time we ask it from someone, we get a new answer. So we keep asking it because it's interesting. Uh, well, obviously I wanted to be able to at least try to keep pace with my exploration anaconda as far as making distance and X amount of time, but at the same time, be able to carry my combat ships along for the ride. Because I mean, if fleet carrier can't outpace my anaconda, really, what's the point in even having it? For sure. For sure. So you, you want it, uh, you, you want it to be able to be a good mover for exploration on a yeah, on a, a mover fleet for that, and on top of that, being able to store cargo for mining. You know, that way, if I do want to park it outside of a mining ring and just start really racking in the cargo, that way I could you know drive it from system to system to uh, you know sell off what's valuable there. And uh, on the twenty twenty update, uh. Not really sure what else I would be looking forward to other than the fleet carriers. What do you think about, because the rumors is this is going to be space legs. What do you think about that? I don't know what to think about it uh, because it really depends on how they implement it. Like uh, Kai said before, I don't want to reskin Fortnite. You know, I want it to be in line with the game itself. You know, try to not change it from Elite to something else. I feel like Ty is very much on record as saying like he's not he's more excited by base building and 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 way even more so uh atmospheric landings or or gas mining or more of the interesting things that would be planet side or that we would be interacting with with vehicles than the space legs part per se. Is there anything particularly about you know, gas mining or atmospheric landings or oh, other things like the that. ice worlds. Gas whatever. mining would be awesome. Being able to dip down into a gas giant and landing on the atmospheric worlds. And uh, even landing on the atmospheric worlds, the space legs, space legs would be cool to get out of your ship and go interact with the local environment. I just, I don't want it to become a first person shooter. Amen. Have, have you played No Man's Sky at all? I have. Uh, and it, like you guys said before, it's very arcade-ish, but I mean, at the same time, it was kind of fun because I played it with my wife. Uh, it just didn't really have a whole lot other than 
I don't know, Minecraft and space feel to it. Yeah. Wait, wait. You you played it with your wife? Yeah, yeah. We played it uh, multiplayer together. I didn't with, play with it that? when it first came out when the uproar was about. I played it after all the updates had fixed a lot of the uh, the issues. Would that be the same wife that time murdered on December 27th? <laughs> yes, yes, it would be that one. <laughs> in the in the Sidewinder uh, uh, event, Sidewinder versus the vet. The infamous lost episode. I, I never will forget. <laughs> you murdered me. <laughs> oh, it was so great, dude. It was so great. Tasha on comms just... You murdered me. Her voice, I it just sounded like a three-year-old right there. It was like, oh my God. I felt all I still feel awful about it. I, I, I think we ought to do that again. Oh, we are. We are. And and next time I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm you're all gonna die. Well, next time I, I don't know no, no, not everyone, Ty, because next time he's gonna murder everyone except for Tasha. What you don't know is that I'm 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 messaging her. I got a I got a line on her. She's gonna be uh she's gonna be my little uh my little double agent. So <laughs> <laughs> treachery. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, you know the uh, another thing that uh, that that is uh, sort of occurring to me when we talk about atmospheric landings and stuff like this. All right. Picture this, guys. <clears throat> Ready? Gas giant, gas mining. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Remember Empire Strikes Back? Remember the Cloud City and the in the gas giant, uh, Lando Calrissian's little spot. Oh yeah. Imagine coming in for a landing at a gas, basically just a, you know, an outpost or a station or whatever, but like just floating in the clouds, like like you had in that. That would I don't know. That just struck my head as like, man, I'd love to see that. Yeah, I, you're talking about Bespin, and on the surface, I'm all pro that. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, anyway, we're gonna move on. Um, Sorry, we're, sidetracked. No, no, we can talk about this all night. Uh, but well, we didn't. What we didn't talk about though, like I just rambled for a long, long time, and we asked Dubs his things. What are your thoughts on? on the mining stuff as far as like the balance and the implementation and whatnot. So I think without a doubt, mining needed to be balanced with other things in the game. I don't, I, I never felt, okay. I've never really played the game from the point of view of, okay, this, this, this exploit um, is happening with like Robigo. Let's go do a bunch of Robigo missions or, uh, hey, you can go load up on uh, on skimmer missions. You can you know can make a crap ton of money. Now, I'm not saying I didn't do that because I did. I did some of that, but I didn't really do a, a lot of farming on that because I felt a little dirty doing it. And the only time I've ever really done a lot of farming is with mining because it went on for what eleven months, something like that. Mm. Yeah, um, a good time. It it, it felt. You know, honestly, it felt a little dirty the whole time I was doing it. So I'm okay with it being balanced out. Now, that being said, um, the state that it's in right now and the fact that we don't have good, uh, we don't have like good information about exactly how to sell stuff and the way that they did the, uh, and apparently it's been in since day one, which I did not know is the. Uh the whole selling 
based upon your cargo hold, like there's a there's a tax on that or something. I've you know here's the other thing about that I've done before with both Raxless Maxla, who I brought into this game, as well as Cinnamon Ring, my buddy who I brought mm-hmm. into this game. With both of them, when they were just getting started, I'm talking day one or day two of them playing the game, I took them mining and we did some like void opal stuff. And I can almost guarantee you that we were selling and I had a like 100% full cargo hold on a, on a Python and they had you know, uh, a very small ship with, you know, only a couple tons worth that I had like, you know, transferred over to them. Right. And uh, what you're forgetting about is the fact that void opals, paynot, LTDs, all that stuff, there were, those were fixed prices. They were exempt from the uh, tax. And the tax apparently has existed on all the other stuff since day one. But yeah. the, the minerals that they put in with the mining update, um, they they were exempt for for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, in which case, so when you say it's always been that way, well, yeah, except for no, because it never was that way until now. As far as like it, right, right, right. You uh, know what I mean? It no, was always I, that way for those other things. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> that's what, quite that's how I meant that so. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, man, it just, it, it, right now it feels like it's a little bit jankly. It feels a little kind of broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I, I like the fact that we got a beta. I don't like the fact that we got a four-day beta. I don't really think that's a beta. I think that's a, hey, go try this couple of things for a couple of days. Because uh, not everybody, here's the thing. Most of the people I know in this game, they don't necessarily have the time to play every day. Most people play maybe once or twice a week. And... That's fine, but if you want your if you want people to test your patch, you're going to have to give us more time than just four days to test it. And I think what they really should have done is give us two weeks because if I'm maybe I'm wrong about this, but historically I remember them giving us betas to test for uh, two to four weeks in previous patches, and that goes back all the way back to before, beyond, all the way back to Horizon kind of updates when they were doing that. Um, and I, I, I know we're not going to get the supply and demand worked out correctly in that in two weeks, but I think that we could have been a lot more prepared for some of the things that we just didn't know about for uh, if we had longer than four days. Now, I have I have a... I have a uh, conspiracy theory as to as to why they only gave us four days. You want you want to hear? It? It? You want, sure. All right. So here's a conspiracy theory: is why they only gave us four days. I think that they did that because they were when they open up the beta server, it opens up part of their internal beta testing stuff, and they were worried that they might miss something that would expose some of the things that are in their 2020 update or uh, fleet carrier. And they were afraid someone might data mine it out if they gave it more time. Well, in which case, obviously what we would hope is that by the time the next round of beta testing comes up, there's a more 
robust separation there so that that would not be a concern. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, four days uh, for that is a little short. Um, I think also, too, though, from in defense of, of frontier development, a lot of times people are like, we want betas, we want this, we want betas. And then you give a beta test and like crickets, crickets, like nobody shows, like nobody actually comes to do the work. They will beta, like I guarantee you, if they do a, um, uh, like if they do a beta for fleet carriers, everyone's going to be there. But when they do betas for things like, oh, let's fix this, let's fix that. Like there's some AXI guys that get really excited and they go in there and they, they grind or they do whatever. But like, uh, like a lot of people just don't beta. And I, this is just this maybe stupid idea, just spitballing. <clears throat> but like, wouldn't it be cool if they said, hey, we're going to do a two-week beta, right? And if you participate for like 20 hours in that two weeks of the beta, and after that, you know, and, and it can't just be like you log in, then go to work and you're sitting in Jameson's dock. Like they're, they're able to track all this stuff where how they track arcs or whatever. Like, let's say you have to be logged in for 20 hours and you have to gain, you know, 800 arcs worth of stuff. And you won't actually get the arcs, but they're tra- they can track it in the background using that same system. And after you're done uh, at some point in that two week period, you answer this, you know, 50 question questionnaire or whatever. You give them some actual, every person has to give them some feedback. What if they were to say, hey, you did 20 hours. You, we saw that you actually did in-game activities that would have earned ARC so that we know you were doing meaningful stuff. And you answered your questionnaire. We're going to give you a, a, a decal. We're going to give you a, 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 I don't know, some kind of special little like bobblehead, some kind of little something. Just as if you actually reward players with a, you know, a, a prize of some kind, I think they would be more willing to actually like meaningfully sort of try to work on it, test it. So um, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, so can I give you, I either, either give us like a, like a little thing to kind of play with, like a little badge or something, or I think it'd be cool if they did like, all right, so here's, here's a beta thing. You know, we want you guys to participate and they had developers in here with us and it was not necessarily the whole galaxy recreated or whatever, but they put us in a small little section and they're like, all right, we only want you guys to test core mining today. Everybody, here's your mining ship. Go test core mining. And for the next three days, all we're going to do is is uh, it's just test core mining, you know. And then the next day, you know, or after a couple of days, all right. So all we're going to do is test Thargoid hearts, whatever. It just keeps on spawning Thargoid after Thargoid, but it gives us ships that we can test Thargoid stuff with, you know, you know, good ships and stuff. And then that way. They're a little bit more structured and they're a little bit more controlled. And then that way you're interacting directly with development. And, and I know other developers do this where they kind of, and like the last couple of days are just kind of like craziness where, you know, I think about uh, Blizzard and their War, Warcraft betas where in the last few days of the beta, they're like, they're spawning, you know, 16 Anduins and 17 uh, uh, Varians 
and you know, 50 thralls all inside of a, a, a Stormwind, and everybody's battling everybody, and they teleport everybody to the server, and they bring in Ragnaros, and it's just insanity. And I love that, and I want them to do more. I want Frontier to do stuff like that. I think it'd be cool if they were a little bit more interactive with their betas from that point of view. But yeah, that'd be cool. I, I didn't even think of that, and that's that's actually really really awesome. They could be like, hey, for this three day phase focus this for this three day and then like have a three or four day phase at the end of it say like free period go do whatever you want yeah and and, and you know if, if they made them a little bit more structured like that I think people might be more apt to participate and they might get a little bit more feedback because they're just saying alright the beta's up go play it and right on. Uh, you know in, you know to that end part of the reason why I play or have played in the past the Warcraft beta is because <laughs> you literally see the developers and the community managers right there with you while you're doing things and you can chat with them about things. And, uh, you know, while, while one of them, you know, spawns in Ragnaros and takes direct control of him and he's running around killing everything. And another one spawns these dragons and, you know, they're directly right there killing stuff and just having fun just because it doesn't mean yeah. anything. They're just having fun with it. And, man, you know, I think it'd be cool if they did that. But. <laughs> yeah, those those streams that they did with Asmongold and all the people there and, and they were just, Ragnaros was running through the... Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 through Booty Bay or whatever. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Vesper Bay. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, like, like, like. I think that you know, uh, Frontier could do some cool stuff. Like, 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 you know what? Take us out to some of the permit lock systems just for fun. Say, all right, so this is this system is completely full of asteroids. Y'all go mine all these asteroids for shits and giggles, you know? Because uh, I don't know. You kind of see what I'm getting at. Yeah, uh, anyway, so moving on. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna move right into Elite Week <laughs> with Kai. Okay. All right, so uh, let's start off with whew, last Friday, January 31st, 2020. Hutton Orbital Podcast was the very first, uh, very first thing of, of my week. Now, that was obviously recorded on Thursday, but we always, I always hit it as the first thing of the following week because I, I get to it when it comes out on the podcast the following day. So <clears throat> they had Operation Hot Mess and the details on ECM. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so I've got, let's see here, all of the information on Operation Hot Mess, um, which they are now like over there, over 40% of the galaxy. They have, uh, you know, they have uh, managed to deliver mugs to. And this is sort of an interesting thing. And I wanted to bring it up as a discussion topic real quick because People look at this and they say like, oh, wow, the guys at Hutton, they're at it again. They're doing something weird and cool, but also maybe pointless. Uh, and it's like, I, I disagree. Um, and here's why. <clears throat> there are a total of 55,264 uh, stations that are currently listed right now in the galaxy in, in, in Elite Dangerous. 40.41% of those stations have been visited by people. And these are not just visited by people who are looking around and going, oh, that's nice. These are visited by people that have <clears throat> the EDSM uh, plug-in for the Hutton Helper or whatever. Uh, so they have the Hutton Helper, which then they pull data from and, and they scrape all this data and they then share that data with the community, with <clears throat> EDSM, with, you know, an R, with, with whoever. And, um, 
in that process, there's been a lot of interesting things that they found. They've found stations that no one had ever visited, period, or stations that nobody what? had visited for years. They have been finding stations that were listed as having markets but didn't have a market because either A, they were listed wrong and nobody had been there, or B, they had one at one point, but it went away, maybe through an action. I don't even know, but they've been finding stations where it's like, hey, I jumped into this system and it said there was a station at here and there was a station there, but it had no market. But I went there anyways, just to check. And then it said that that was the only system or station in the system and there was another station and I went there and they had a market. So they're actually doing, I think, a, a interesting bulk data collection sort of scraping the entire game. And, and I feel like the data that's going to come off of this, because these guys are not going to fail. These guys are going to get 100% of the stations in, in the galaxy. And when they do, it's going to change the maps a little bit and it's going to change our understanding of the markets or whatever. So I wanted to just see what you guys think about this because this is not just a silly thing. This is a silly thing that is also being done in a very systematic and scientific way that is gathering sort of bulk data on everything. So what do you think? Dubs go first. Uh, well, I'd say it's a good thing as far as updating all the, uh, you know, the online applications for getting information for markets and stations. Uh, other than that, I mean, can't really see any other, anything other for me to comment about it. Okay. So here, here's the two thoughts that come to my mind. Number one, I think that this is a pretty good example of, of, if there's a bunch of stations, and I don't know what the number is, but if there's a bunch of stations that people haven't been to, I kind of, I'm kind of curious if maybe Frontier's looking at this, going, "Hey, nobody ever comes here. Maybe we could burn these places, and no one would ever notice." Kind of deals, like if they were going to do the twenty, like if they're going to do the like the burn the bubble in 2020 update kind of deal, you know, so that way you're not really hurting anybody if you were to take away these these stations, these systems. The other thing that comes to my mind is uh, if, if these stations, you know, they don't really have markets or if they do have like small markets and they haven't really been played with in a while, those probably be good markets to go tap for mining stuff, uh, especially if they're uh, refinery type stuff. And, you know, okay, so there's actually a third thing that comes to my mind. Should I just, I need to get a list of these places because should I decide to make an in-game faction for loose screws, that's probably where we're going to put one of them in one of these untraveled stations because that'd be pretty freaking cool. Right on, man. That's, yeah, these, these are all, so like, I, I'm a big proponent in, you know, more information, more choices, more whatever. And, God love the Hutton truckers, man, for the mug. Thank you so much for for that. And yeah, okay. No, uh, definitely, definitely for the mug. That's awesome that they did that. That's really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So uh, actually, I skipped ahead a little bit. Let me back up here and go to. Uh, let's start with the Discord. So, <clears throat> uh, new to the Discord uh, is Silas Ravelin. Uh, Commander Burr and Commander Reenie, both of the Burr Pit, big, big 07s. 
Jasper 362 from Germany. Willkommen, Jasper. Welcome to uh, the to the family. We've got Commander Eriks, Commander Mad Dog, Commander Get at This Dude, Commander Jello Jiggler. Uh, by the way, I love your Discord avatar, Jello Jiggler of Beaker. That is amazeballs. Uh, we got Commander Great White Buffalo, <clears throat> Commander I'll Be Seeing You, who plays on PS4, and Commander A Bomb Banjo, also on PS4. We got Uraniborg. Sorry, I do not want to upset any cyborgs, just in case. <clears throat> We've got uh, Commander Purple Penguin UK. We got Commander Zero Underscore One, Commander McPherson, uh, Commander Primetime Casual. Big, big welcome. Uh, Commander uh, Kilanin Alcatraz, Commander Geggy Polly. And just in, uh, like within the last hour, Commander, uh, what is this here? Commander <laughs> Witness Meh, Witness Meh, like, uh, like all shiny and chrome. So big ups, Commander. Welcome, welcome. So Discord shout outs. First off, happy birthday to the Texorcist. He celebrated his birthday on Monday and uh, big salute. Uh, I want to give a special, well, actually, I'm going to wait. You're going to wait till the very end because yours, yours is special. Um, <clears throat> Commander Gav Cook, Gav D. Cook, first time to SAG A. Congratulations. Commander Darkest Vim for joining us on the Thargoid Fun on Saturday. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Commander Evil Genius, Elite in Exploration. You remember last week we were giving him a big you know, salute for uh, <clears throat> making it to SAG A. Well, what comes after your, your big trip? Well, your elite exploration. Commander Jello Jiggler, thank you very much, man, for the awesome and supportive DM. You, you, it was really, really sweet of you. It was very kind. And uh, I'm sure you are going to be a very, very welcome addition to our family. Uh, and I want to real quick again call out jntracks.com for all of your uh, audio engineer needs. Um, and lastly, and sort of a special <clears throat> call out, I want to give to Lieutenant uh, Zephyr. So Lieutenant Zephyr is uh, going to be taking part in the world's greatest shave event. Um, <clears throat> the uh, world's greatest shave event is a charity. Uh, this is for the Leukemia Foundation. He is shaving his whole head, uh, minus the eyebrows. He's, I think he's keeping those, but he's shaving his head. He's shaving, uh, you know, his, his beard. Um, <clears throat> he's going to go completely bald in support for the, um, the charity, the Leukemia Foundation. I have in the show notes, and I will post it especially. In fact, I'm going right now to post it as a separate aside, um, <clears throat> in the show notes, in the discord, you're going to see, uh, a link for that. You can go and you can pledge to show your support for this phenomenal, um, you know, this ph phenomenal cause, a great person, uh, doing a great thing for a great reason. So yeah, that's very, very, very cool. Um, <clears throat> for last week's story time, we've got. The story of, well, there's no more spoilers. Now, now you know. 
those people that have been there and those people that haven't, well, shame on you. We've got, it's the story of the mega ship, the Thetis, at, uh, in orbit at uh, Nephrodim 6A. So uh, Raxlas Maxlow was first uh, at that location. JN Trax posted in. Roughneck57 posted in. DJ Wiley. Lieutenant Commander Data, the one and only. The robot with the mostest. <clears throat> I was there. Ty was there. Chig was there. And Lustful Ewok was there. So big O7s to all of those commanders and a huge pile of shame for dubs because he did not go there. Yeah, I was pretty busy killing <laughs> bugs and saving humanity, you know, stuff like wow, that. Saving humanity. All right. So um, <clears throat> so Kai's question last week, the question was, what quality of life issues would you like in the 2020 paid update? So for me, it was bookmarks, all things bookmarks, yada, yada, yada. For Ty, it was the docking instructions thing and, you know, the, the detailed map and the voice thing. He wants more immersion in his docking. And I get it. I 100% agree. Tracks was clean up the menus. He wants, you know, a system like when you go on your iPhone or Android phone and you click on a, a you know, set a, a, an alarm or whatever, it's got that little scrolly wheel and your, your cursor stays in the middle so that you can see what's above it and below it. So you can kind of move things around and adjust it. And we said, you know, people with the mice, mouse, mice, Mooses, mooses, bro. They will not like that. But, uh, you know, they could click on the box to keep it as is. And those of us with HOTAS, that would be a way better way of doing it. Okay, so <clears throat> looking at the feedback that we got on this question, we've got uh, Commander the Texorcist, the birthday boy himself, posted in saying, uh, another quality of life would be uh, save loadouts for ships. So I can save what my CZ vet has and my mining vet has, or when I move pieces from my vet to my conda, that would be a huge quality of life issue. So he's talking about having locally stored on your computer, like a little folder that has some preferences and you could save some loadout. So if you wanted to, uh, <clears throat> when you go to outfitting, you know, there would be an extra little bar at the top or the bottom or somewhere on the side. It would be a little icon and it would say like a Lotus save, Lotus saved uh, uh, template. And you could just say, okay, exploration diamondback versus, you know, combat diamondback versus or whatever exploration asp explorer versus mining asp explorer versus, you know, combat asp explorer. That is a very cool idea. I, I dig it. <clears throat> cruel rabbit posted in here's a quality of life change i'd love to see when i multi-crew with someone let me see what junk they have on their dashboard why can't we see each other's bobbleheads potted plants and use kleenexes etc it really breaks my immersion um i do not want to know about his use kleenex pile but the bobbleheads and the plants yeah you should be able to see that that'd be cool uh, Ann Aberick posted, uh, under, under the hashtag questions, black box flight recorders for all human ships, a chance to recover lost data from exploration derps, uh, both yours or other people's, maybe another way to gain data for engineering. Maybe see the question with that's going to be is if you can use it to gain data for engineering or use it as a, like you can recover the black box. People are going to be murdering you more just so they can steal all your data when you're coming back from SAG-A or whatever. Oh, I but, love uh, this idea. I, 
die. No, no, no. I love this idea because, like, here's the thing, man. Like, if you get killed, even by an NPC or something, like, <clears throat> you have the chance to go back and recover your black box to recover your exploration data. As someone yeah, who man. has lost his exploration data while he was out flying around because he was stupid and wasn't paying attention and got too close to a neutron star, it'd be awesome to have a way to recover it. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. How are you going to recover it from that neutron star you were sitting too close to? Look, man, look, man, I, 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 I'm going to need a tractor beam, all right? <laughs> mm. Okay. All right. That's the thought. Well, hey, what about this? What about <clears throat> the black boxes out there, right? And you can use your uh, discovery scanner, right? And it picks up the signal source, like a high quality, uh, you know, a, a signal source, a high grade signal source or whatever. And then you aim to it and you use your FSS scanner and you, you know, do a little mini game. You zip to the left, zip to the right, and you can be still far away and safely uh, get that data back maybe. Yeah, you could like resynchronize it with your ship or something. I like that idea, yeah. Right, right, right. You could recombobulate yourself. All right, so Commander Evil Genius, he posted quality quality of life improvement, ability to transport modules in your ship's cargo hold instead of hiring some invisible force to take it for you. Dude, I love that answer. That was one of the things that I wrote into Ty about that started my involvement in the show. Yeah, me too. I really like that idea. Uh, let's see. Roughneck 57 wrote in quality of life improvement, fix Oculus controls in the galaxy map. There's got to be a way they can make it work. So you don't have to come out of VR to plot courses. I do not do VR, but I can tell you from people who have done VR, that is a hotly contested thing. There's a lot of people that are like, no man, there's, you do it this and this and this, and it works great. And but there's a lot of other people, roughneck, that agree with you that it's like, no, it's borked. They could make that better or whatever. So I can't comment as a VR guy, but I know Ty's a VR guy. What do you think on that one? I don't think it's borked. I don't think it's broke. I think it could be improved. And um, the trick is to use is to map the uh, controls to uh, the basically to your flight stick. You have to go in and remap them to where you can control everything with with analog sticks. What you got to do to make it really work. The problem right is, is that you're trying to create, you're trying to navigate a 3D environment, a 3D map from a 2D space, um, and people are used to being able to use like you know, basically use their mouse to kind of flip around and stuff. I got it when I'm in VR. I got it mapped to my X56 um, little uh, analog sticks, and it works really well. The problem is when you have to type, um, and because I have the Oculus uh, Rift S, I, I keep one of the controllers um, down on my on my lap when I'm playing. I reach down, I grab one of those, and I hit the home button to where I get the little um, exterior cams where I can see the um, keys on the keyboard. And I can type that way. Yeah, I know I can type without that, but you got to build a lineup to get to, get to home first um, before you start. Um, but yeah, that, I use that to, to line up to, before I start typing. No way if I need to type and go to a system. But yeah, it's a it's a very bajangly kind of system right now that needs to be worked on. So, right on, man. So that's that's a good one to think about for quality life changes. Dr. Nagy wrote in, search bar in module storage. Oh my God, I love you, sir. 
<clears throat> increased max for focus crystal storage, parentheses, for more premium gauze reloads. I think I know what weapon he likes. You know what? <laughs> if you can't, if you can't increase the focus crystals, which you know could be done, but if you if you don't do that, maybe just lower the cost on premium gauze reloads. Maybe he's saying uh, decimal separators on squadron leaderboards. That's a thing we're going to be looking into now that we're a squadron. Uh, wing beacon set to on by default. Yes, please. Oh my God, yes. And luminosity filter on gal map. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> Let's see. Commander Evil Genius again. Quality of life improvement. Show how many missions you have in a particular system in the galaxy map. Similar to how they show the ships you have there. Currently, it shows that you have missions there, but not how many. Currently, EDDI, TTS, reading the logs and reading out how many missions you have seems possible. Uh, seems to show that it is possible. <clears throat> that would be cool if you had uh, one of the cl little clicker boxes that you can put just how you have like show ships that you have or show, you know, uh, uh, systems that are under Thargoid incursion or whatever, the, the, the burning space stations. Just show in the galaxy map where, where your missions are. That would be very cool. <clears throat> Let's see, Lustful Ewok. I don't know if this qualifies as quality of life question. Well, I've read it. Let me tell you, it does. But do you think there should be a little uh, TV with just random videos of like news or something in the cockpits to keep your sanity while you're exploring? They've got states like terrorist attacks and other states. I think it would be cool if you turn on the TV and see a terrorist attack, a station live or something. Okay, so that's kind of weird, but... I, I do dig the idea of having either, you know, little stock tickers or little like little some little version of space CNN going off in the background or space Fox News. I'm not trying to get political on any side, but like some little space BBC, let's say they're nice and neutral. Some space BBC on the on the on the telly there so that you could whatever. And the other cool thing is how long would it take for all of the VR pilots to remap that as their screen? So that's where their Netflix shows. <laughs> uh okay yeah, so yeah right so gav cook wrote in i want to be able to use a type 7 for core mining and land on a medium pad that's all so i think that what i'm what i'm hearing there is type 7 it's not that big medium pad please and if we're at if we're at it if, if that's what we're going if that's where we're going can we make some little adjustments in the math or just do a little make a little fold up wing something and let's let my uh let's please let my clipper land on a medium pad it should not land on a large pad that's the cutter is the large pad uh and then dr naggy <clears throat> i have one more in-game hud color editor there are many 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 people that play on playstation 4 and xbox that will love you for that sir even more make permit locked sectors visible on gal map this right here, uh, Nagy for president of the universe. I want that. I want permit-locked sectors visible on GalMap. And then his last one, hotkey for engaging Super Cruise Assist. All right. You know, there is ooh, a ooh, little... Ooh, ooh. Go ahead. Actually, actually got two I want to add. So the first All one right. is um, let me be able to have an option to sort systems in the galaxy map by systems I've have first discovered. The oh, way can, that'd be cool. That way I can get a list of systems I discovered kind of deal, you know? Mm. Um, because be, trying to figure out 
until I, until I discovered uh, EDDB, I have no idea what systems I discovered. Like I hon- jumped in, honked, and that were mine. I, I didn't even know that they were mine until way later on kind of deal. So going with that idea, going off of the thing that, that uh, I forget who had said, uh, Evil Genius, he was saying like, I think it was him, saying like, hey, show me which ones I, I have a mission in. Mm-hmm. You could do that where you could set it where you click a filter and then just the ones light up that it's like I have a first discovery somewhere in that system. Either the first discovery or have, have two filters, one for first discovery and another for first map. See, I, I kind of think that the, uh, I think the galaxy map should basically be like this gigantic uh, encyclopedia galactica with just every, like, when you wing it with somebody, your two computers should talk to each other and exchange data. And uh, when you scan someone, your two computers should, you know, you should have the option to exchange uh, exploration. Like, we should have, we should be able to have all this information in the galaxy map. That's just not there, and I think it. I like I like for them to really give us the ability to utilize it. So, uh, so sort of a merging of a galaxy map with a codex kind of idea. Yeah, except make it a little bit more, like like, you know, I I really like the bookmarking idea, but it'd be really cool if if like you could like you could put your own little notes like, hey, this you know third planet, this system has a really good uh, void opal spot. You know, like little notes you can make on the system. And then like when you zoom out, you can see uh, like places where you've made little uh, annotations. Like think about Discord. I can right click on someone and like make little notes about like, you know, this guy's an asshole. This guy's really cool. This guy's really cool with this. This guy's really smart with this kind of stuff. Just on people. Let me do that on the systems. Like, you know, hey, this system's really good, has a really good has risk. This system's really pretty. This system's got a really interesting ring formation. Mm, cool. All right, and you said you had two ideas. That was the one. What was the other? Yeah, I've already kind of forgot. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay, so uh, I like the the outfit or the uh, loadouts for different ships, but what would be more interesting instead of doing loadouts for ships, make it to where engineering attaches to the slot, not the module. So when you like when you engineer like your frame shift drive, you're engineering the ship module, not the or the ship slot, not the module. So if you slap a like a level one frame shift drive in there versus a level five frame shift, uh, frame shift drive, well the uh, extended range works on either one. It just depends on which one you have in there. This way, would keep it to where you have you don't have to keep uh, doing modules over and over. But so by that same idea, there would need to be some way where you could choose to use it or to not use it. Because let's say you said, okay, I, w- I want to have an exploration uh, anaconda as opposed to a combat, you know, a hazardous anaconda. You're going to go with two very different sets of, of engineering sort of priorities on those two ships. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Kai on that one. I kind of like the idea of keeping it stuck with the module. So I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe a modularity. Maybe where they said like you, you, if you, you can engineer the 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 actual module, and you can also engineer the slot, 
And then you have to pick which, like, you know, when you put this engineered module in that slot, it like a system message comes up that says, you know, hey, you can't have both. Which one? Pick one. Take this or that. So, so if you think about it, um, people are already buying multiple ships for multiple for multiple reasons. Um, like most people I know have a have a uh, like an exploration ship and a. Um, an exploration ship and a like a good example is like the Anaconda. I'll have like an exploration anaconda and then a combat anaconda, and they'll have like a like a uh, like a thargoid. Uh, I don't say anaconda, but they'll have like a thargoid uh, crate and they'll have like a normal crate. Well, doing the modules makes it to where you have to swap the modules around. But uh, if you did it on the ship, you could just swap the you could just. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's a dumb idea. The more I think about it, the more I talk to that. What they could do, adding on to that real quick, they they could expedite swapping modules, you know, kind of how the the one guy pointed out, being able to uh, save module loadouts for a ship. If they could make it to where I could go into the shipyard, say, this is my saved loadout for the ship. If the shipyard looks and says, hey, that module's on like your anaconda, instead of making me have to get in the anaconda de-equip the module, get back in my other ship, the shipyard should be able to retrieve that module from my other ship for me and then automatically load this ship up. That way it's a one-button press and I'm out of there. Hmm. And you know what? While we're at it, while we're throwing out ideas, how about this too? How about if you're in a ship that has a stupid $50 fine for fucking bumping into somebody at one point or whatever as you were coming in or coming out? How about when you go to like uh, uh, put the ship away or go to do a thing, you get a pop-up warning saying, hey, 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 before you drop that cargo rack in storage and equip something else, just as a heads up, it's going to cost you like your $50 fine is going to turn into an $18,000 or $180,000 fine when you uh, take this cargo rack back off. Do you want to just maybe pay your $50 fine right now? Yeah, the the module scrub is kind of ridiculously priced. <laughs> well, the um, yeah, I, I'll be honest. The one day, and we might do it next week, because I want to do a whole thing about the uh, crime and punishment system because I think it's really broke. And to say it's broke is not entirely accurate. I think it's, I think it needs to be revamped. Uh, it feels a little too mm-hmm. punishing in some places and not punishing enough in others. It's like it's like you get a worst, like out of the box, you don't get much of a fine for bumping into someone and through the mail slot. But if you go murder someone, you get a, a heftier fine. But then if you go swapping around modules, you could end up paying almost as much as you would for murdering someone as you would for bumping into someone. And it, yeah, or more. It, yeah. Or shipping gets, me to a detention facility for accidentally shooting somebody. Yeah. And I, you know, I, or like if you're shooting someone and someone crosses your line of fire and I don't know how you fix that off the top of my head, but, I, I I wouldn't mind doing a whole little sub segment, maybe here in a couple of weeks or maybe next week to discuss the crime and punishment system because I do think it needs to be revamped yeah. a little bit. Yeah, not cool, to mention man. catching a bounty for returning fire and defending myself if my yeah, crimes are turned off and theirs are not. Yeah, I, there's there's you been know, times I've been shot by by PC, by PCs and NPCs, and because I have crimes turned off. I shoot them and get a fine, but they started it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, again, spitballing on ideas. You're saying you want to do something at some point. 
I like the idea of us keeping this show the way it is as far as like for the Thursday show. But who's to say that we couldn't, when you want to do it, Ty, get together a group of friends and it could be randomly. It could be like, okay, this one's going to be, you know, Kai, Ty, or Ty, Kai, Data, Tracks, Dubs, and Edelweiss. And we're talking about just a theme show where, and, and the show could go for 20 minutes or it could go for two hours, but it's just a random drop. Hey, we're talking about crime and punishment. Hey, we're talking about landing pads. Hey, we're talking about just any issue. That'd be cool. Just think about that you know, later. You know, uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. But you know, speaking of landing pads, do we have any idea what the fuck the little things are that move when you land and take off? Do we have any idea what the fuck they do? Oh, what those are, are supposed about? to be those little blast wall things. Those, yeah, those are I, there. I, yeah, I <clears throat> yeah. We, we, it, we, our ships just kind of like sort of move around without a lot of but normally what you would expect to see in that case in, in a real situation if you have like a Harrier jet if you or if, mm-hmm. you, if you have an actual real world aircraft so operating in an atmosphere then you're going to have like lots of dust and debris and stuff blown around or whatever so that's I, I yeah. think in, in theory that's that's about that I think it's cool I think it's neat regardless of whether or not it sort of totally makes sense so where on the pad is this thing that moves you're talking about? I'm looking at the pad right now. Those little blast walls as you as you come up and down or whatever. Those little the little tilty walls. Oh, the, the one that barrier. stands up in front of your uh, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. So we we I I, I don't want to get too far off track here. So we we yeah, talked about last week's Kai's question was all about what quality of life issues do you have and. I kind of don't want to. Uh, I, I don't want to give off a negative impression because we literally just spent the last, you know, ten minutes or more talking about. Oh, I, I would like this change. I would like that change. So I, I want to kind of. We we swerved to the left last week. I want to swerve to the right this week. So this week's Kai's question is: What do you especially, specifically love about Elite Dangerous? And this one's got an interesting rule to it. It has to be unique. So. <clears throat> Whoever gets in and posts first, you know, you can sort of get dibs on something and that's your thing. And then the next guy, he's got to find something else to say that he loves about Elite. So I'm going to start. For me, I love about this game so, so many things. But if I have to pick one and make it mine, this is my thing. I love that you have the ability in this game to not be a murder hobo. You know, combat is great, but in every MMO that I've ever played, it revolves around combat. Um, This game actually allows for meaningful play through exploration, through mining, through trade, passenger missions. There's some roguelike things you can do where like you're doing those missions where you got to, you know, go land and then drive in your SRV and scan the thing and get out. Um, This is the first time in my MMO career with the, sort of exception of Eve. And I say sort of exception because in Eve, you can meaningfully play the whole game without um, <clears throat> without doing combat. But when I say meaningfully play, in Eve, it was just spreadsheets and spreadsheets and spreadsheets. So it's like being, your, 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 your off time was like being in a meeting that never ended. This is different in that it's like actual, you know, some fun, interesting gameplay. When you're doing explorations and you're, you're out there and you're seeing all these sites that, you know, primetime casual takes us to or you're, you know, you're out there and you're working on uh, 
you're doing core mining and you're cracking those cores. It's actual like fun gameplay. So <clears throat> I, I really, really love this about this game. Um, and, and I'm able to really progress through the entire game if I choose to without being a violent psychopath. Every other game, you know, World of Warcraft, uh, uh, you know, Final Fantasy, EverQuest, uh, this one, that one. It's it's always, you know, okay, you go to a cave, you see a thing, you kill the thing, you take their cake. This game <laughs> gives you the chance to really do cool stuff. You can play NASA. You can play, you know, uh, whatever. Like, there's so many... When I was doing all my exploration stuff, there's so many times... I would never include any weapons at all on exploration ships because it was anathema to what I was doing. What I was doing was, I want to go out there and explore. I want to play NASA commander. I don't want to be a uh, a, a killer. So that's what I love about this game. P.S. I also love the combat. Ty, what's your thing? No, I want Dubs to go first. Go ahead. Man. Oh, okay. All right. So the combat part's one of my favorite ones. You know, the flight model and that's associated with it. You know, it's very realistic, not very arcadey feeling. You know, if you overshoot your target and aren't careful, you're just going to drift on past them. You know, for example, if I try to turn my cutter around, it takes me about five kilometers to do so because of the uh, realistic physics. Worst ship ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I love the flight model in this game. Just the way the ships handle. Great answer. Great answer. All right, Papa Bear. Let's hear it. All right. So I had to do some thinking about this because um, there's a lot of things I love about this game because um, I feel like I spent a lot of time talking about all the negative things that I don't like um, or the things that irritate me or the things that feel bejangly or broken or whatever. But, um, man, you know, um, when I was a kid... And um, uh, I, I, I didn't have the best childhood growing up, uh, but when I was a kid, I, I fell in love with space and I, uh, you know, I think every kid has that dream of being like an astronaut or something. Well, man, I had that dream until I was like 15, you know, or 16. And, uh, man, there was a, there were, there was like a point where I realized like the chance of that even happening is just zero. Um, and then fast forward to, you know, I, I played a bunch of space games where you kind of saw uh, earth from a distance or it was like this little pixelated thing that you didn't really get to see and it wasn't re rendered very well. And then you fast forward to elite and, um, I got to see Earth from orbit in my uh, uh, Vulture. Very first ship I ever saw it in orbit. And I got that uh, permit. And I first thing I, did, first thing I did was head to Seoul and look at it. And so fast forward a couple of years, I went over to my buddy Patrick's house just before I actually had e VR. And um, he was going to let me try out his VR headset before I decided to buy one. And uh, before I left, I parked. Was, at this point, I had a, I had a vet, uh, but I parked my vet in orbit around Earth. 
So I get over to his house, and he already downloaded the game. He actually had a copy of the game, but I logged into my account. And I put it strapped on that VR headset, and then I remember looking out the bridge of my Corvette, and it just happened to be over, I guess, because I did it the night before, I guess the rotation was just right for Texas. And it just happened to be over Texas. And... Yeah, it's not, you know, necessarily the best rendering of Earth or whatever, but being in VR and be able to look down on your home, man, that's like the closest I'll ever get. And yeah, I'm I I may have turned my man card, but I got a little emotional, I ain't gonna lie. Cause it was <laughs> you know, it 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 was like kind of a magical experience, really, because uh, I mean, I knew it was a video game. I wasn't like one of these people where I was like, oh my gosh, it's not even a video game anymore. I wasn't like that. But it was, it was, you know, kind of like full circle for me. And um, I, so I guess, you know, the big gigantic long story comes around to it's the VR for me uh, that really sets it apart. Because um, there's, you know, like I said, there's a bunch of things this game does wrong. But the thing that, this game really does right and does better than any other thing I've ever played is the VR. The, the, the radar takes on a different meaning when you're in VR. The, the way that the uh, panels are hologrammed in the ship take on a different meaning. The scale of everything feels different. When I first looked out the bridge of my Corvette, and saw the length and just the sheer size of it. And you don't get that impression from the 2D model. You know it's big, but you just don't get the feeling of of weight and size. And it's the VR really wins it for me. Right on, man. That's cool. So there we go. Last week we focused on, you know, hey, what little things bug you and you want to fix? This week we're focusing on what do you love? And for me, like I said, it's the... It's the, you know, non-murder hobo uh, ability. For uh, Dubs, it's the murder hobo ability. And for Ty, it's uh, Elite in VR, hashtag Colo moment. So, uh, yeah. So, all right, I'm putting those in. I'm going to put those in the the channel, and then we're going to open it up to everybody to come in with their stuffs. Um, all right, so let's get on with Elite Week. <clears throat> we did the Hutton Orbital thing already because we wanted I wanted to discuss the hot mess. Uh, good stuff. Love you guys. Frontier announced that... Oh, so first off, sorry, real quick for Hutton. I've got a hop, Operation Hot Mess is in the show notes. The podcast page link is in the show notes. They come out, they, they do it every Thursday, uh, early afternoon, America time, nighttime, England time. Uh, they, the podcast normally comes out on Friday. The Twitch live link is in the show notes, and the ECM twenty twenty uh, is in the 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 elite community meet is in the uh, the show notes. So <clears throat> for any of you guys that are looking to go there, go and see Drew Wagar, and I'll be jealous of you. Uh, Frontier announced the special effect Game Blast twenty live stream. It is in the show notes. This is going to happen <clears throat> February 21st and 22nd. They're going to play for 24 hours and they're going to be playing Elite and Planet Coaster and Planet Hollywood and Planet Dinosaur and other things. And they're going to be doing 
stuffs and it's it's like you know it's it's a 24-hour marathon of them just subjecting themselves to all kinds of silliness and having fun and laughing and uh you know it's for a great cause this is the thing that they normally were doing at christmas time but they've moved it to coincide with the uh you know game blast uh um thing and all of this is going to be to raise money for special effects uh it's going to be amazing and you know what it's also going to be uh sort of a, a send off to um to Paige. so go show her and the boys all the love and you know yeah it'll be great uh commander exegius on his friends with friday he had sagittarius eye in he had uh, Commander Souverine in uh, along with I I hate myself for blanking on his name right now. I, I knew it. I know it. Uh, the German gentleman. He's a super awesome guy. He is one of the main guys of Sagittarius Eye. He's been with them for forever. And they had a very cool, like long talk about uh, everything about Sagittarius Eye. And it's, it's really, really awesome. Check the sh- link in the show notes and, for sure um big you know it was a great show and it was neat hearing that interview was was sort of amazing because we got to interview him the next day so that was that was good stuff uh commander plater put out a video making sense of mining uh tldr it's broke uh but he said it better so go look at the video and you can see um primetime casual put out his Guide to the Galaxy, Season 1, Episode 3, The Spirograph. This is a gorgeous blue minor planetary nebula. It's 1,100 light years from Sol. It has amazing natural beauty uh, and a Sanchez-class science vessel traveling from sun to sun inside the nebula. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's a small, but it's just amazing nebula. It's so beautiful. It's even closer to Barnard's Loop. Uh, if you're having problems navigating there, you should really try to go the route uh, from Jackson's Lighthouse to uh, Sinuf ENQ D6 38 to Sinuf YVT D4 30, then to HIP 23. You know what? There's a link right in the in the show notes. Go click on that. He will show you how to get there. It's not that far away from Earth, but it's a weird. You have to kind of map a weird way to get there. You have to take this weird sort of <clears throat> path to get there because there's a lot of sort of blockages. But the, the, it makes – this is called the spirograph because it, it takes its name. It's a, this this beautiful, small, you know, nebula. It's this blue mm, – it just has like a spirograph design sort of on it and it becomes clearer and clearer you can see in the video as you approach and just the the uh just it's it's stunning so go look at it the burp put out his uh um which space news uh <clears throat> he talks about the mining nerf uh 1.5 mining nerf 1.5 incoming that was when they said you know hey we're gonna fix the thing and not quite fixed yet uh he talks about the Drew Wagar lore tour uh, and much, much more. Um, and then he put out later that day the Thargoid report. Now, this is last Friday's I'm talking about. So he put out the Thargoid report. 
in that Thargoid report, it was uh, uh, really, really, really good stuff. I, I don't did I tell you guys about the that it, they had the one one and only time that Aegis accidentally helped out with the Thargoids because they uh, that there was some kind of a screw up where. Uh, the Thargoids were placed too close to a CZ yeah. that that the uh, the Aegis mega ship was in, and as a result, uh, Aegis for the first and maybe last time ever fought the Thargoids themselves. So that was like a big banner moment. And then Frontier Development promptly realized that there was a mistake and separated the two because we cannot have our big anti-Thargoid combat units uh, fighting Thargoids. This is, no, no, there's gentlemen, there's no fighting in here. This is the war room. Uh, And then uh, Hasmango put out an amazing video. PVP hub fights, dubs, this video is for you, bro. I will post uh, the link in the Discord uh, show notes, and I'll also just post that right now in uh, in the page for you because this is, this is exactly... Uh, your stuff. It's two hours and eight minutes uh, of crazy video of PVP action. Um, it, it's it's really 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 good stuff. So go check it out. <clears throat> um, we've got Saturday was our interview with February first was our interview with Souverain that will be released on Monday the seventeenth of February. <clears throat> The Burr Pit put out a, a, a video on Saturday that every last person who plays this game should go watch this video. It's phenomenal. It's called What is Elite Dangerous? This is a phenomenal breakdown of Elite Dangerous for someone who has never heard of it. So every last person, because I know all of us, we are like, man, I played this game and I had these other gamer friends and I wish I could get them to play this game, but I kind of discussed this game and they're like, eh, it sounds weird. I don't know, whatever. And then they don't play the game. Show them this video. The The link is in the show notes. I already had posted it in the, um, in the uh, video link channel, but this video right here is the best thing I've ever seen of uh, if you show this to your friends, some of them are going to buy this game and play this game with you. Now, it's up to you then to try to hold their hand and get them past the initial hard, hard, hard phase of this. But uh, this game, this this video is the best single video I've ever seen to sell this game to people. He breaks it down, explains what it is with amazing, you know, uh, uh, footage through the whole thing. It's just beautiful, man. If we could get every last one of us who play this game could send that out to you know, 10 of their gamer friends and half of those people ended up buying the game, we would explode the population of this game and and give Frontier a whole lot of money to make cool stuff that we can then play with. Um, yeah. I actually watched that video, man. That video is fucking great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. A hundred percent. All right. So uh, also put out that day, Commander Exorcist from the SPVFA, which for those who don't know, that is the, uh, and now I'm fucking blanking on it. S is, what is it? The, is it Society? I forget, but it's, it's uh, Photographic Video Fan Art. So it's the something uh, Photographic video, uh, uh, video Fan Art. These guys just focus on amazing, amazing footage. And you know what? You could totally tell that from looking at his video. His video is entitled 
Out There, Season 2, Episode 1. It's just a couple minutes long. It plays some music. It doesn't have speaking in it. It is just really, really well done camera footage. Again, if you if I were to, if you show your friends the um, the Commander Burr video and say like, "Hey, this this explains the game," then after that, show them this video from uh, SPVFA and just say like, "Hey, just look at this. It's look at how pretty it is. People will come." Uh, Down to Earth Astronomy put out a video that same Saturday uh, called Elite SRV in Kerbal Space Program. It's a 10-minute long little video. This is like part one of uh, a series. I don't know how many it's going to take him to do to get it done. I'm guessing it's going to be either part, you know, there'll be a part two or part three, uh, two and three coming at some point. But he literally in the Kerbal Space Program is building an SRV. Very, very cool stuff. He's built other things in the Kerbal Space Program. He's built a working, you know, uh, 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 USS Enterprise 1701D, like the, the like the the classic Enterprise from from the 60s show, complete um, with shuttle pod, by the way. Yeah, 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 and and functional, functional. He he actually flew, he docked the shuttle and got it out. Yeah, just I love down to earth astronomy. That guy's amazing. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, Sunday was the interview, our interview with Atris 5060. It'll be released Monday, the 24th. So take a look for it. Uh, also on Sunday, <clears throat> Sepulcher Geist. Hey, I said his name right there. Sepulcher Geist released a defense of gankers. Now, did you guys get a chance to take a look at that? Cause I'd wanted to discuss it if you had. I did not. Okay. Um, well, and the reason why is because I don't, I can't get behind it. I'm not going to be able to, to defend gankers. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I think you should check out that video. Uh, I'm going to post it again in the video footage uh, in the in the video link room. I think you should check it out because he literally breaks out the difference between a ganker and a griefer. And he actually does say like, hey, these guys right here, these guys are just dicks for being this purpose of being dicks. These guys are this, these guys are that. And he actually then goes through and says, I'm not really in favor of this. I don't like this. This is not my style of gameplay. But he explains why it's kind of better to be in a universe where they exist. And I actually sort of agree. I play in open. I could play in solo and never have that. But I like the tingle. He this to be clear, he's not a ganker. He is not uh, a person who says like this is fun and this is why. He says, you know, hey, I went to distant worlds. I did this. I did that. <clears throat> I like playing the game, not being a ganker. But I feel like uh, it's. I would rather a game where they exist and I have to kind of feel a little nervous about them. And it makes the game. It adds to the spice. I would rather that than a game where they're just, I know, you know, I'm playing in solo and I'll never see them. And I, I, I find myself agreeing with his, his sentiment there, man. It's an interesting discussion that you should really, he's not saying pro ganker. He's saying, um, it's better to have some now, maybe if it was a constant problem, I would change my mind and play more in solo or whatever. But, I mean, I've had some run-ins and I've a couple of times been pops, but I've also a couple of times, well, more than a couple of times, actually, I've, I've, I'm running about an 80% success rate and getting away. 
And man, it, it, it adds to the spice. It makes you feel alive. It makes it feel more worth it. And I, I, I don't know. I kind of find myself agreeing with what he's saying there, man. <clears throat> well, let me also say this. I think that, I think they definitely have a place. Um, but man, you know, I spent about four hours downloading a video game this week. And then I spent about an hour and a half, uh, patching it and then all of this just to get into the game and then playing for about an hour true about 40 minutes that was me just being lost trying to figure out where the hell to go and then getting to where I was actually wanting to be launching and then being in the air for like 30 seconds before getting ganked not once but twice yeah and The whole thing are griefing. I don't, I don't. I'm not real sure of the difference. So and, yeah, let me, and and the whole time, chat's just LOLing like they think it's funny. I'm a brand new player. Why would you want to shit on people to play the game? I've never in my life understood that. So to be I clear, he breaks that out. He breaks that out and he separates that because that is not ganking. That is definitely griefing. And the difference between the two, and he 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 actually explains like this is where the term ganking comes from this is where this this is what this is about he's talking about he's like yeah that is griefing they are people who are just there to to try to make sure you don't have any fun if you attack somebody 30 seconds off the landing pad that is just griefing and he said those are all people that are you know horrible assholes and absolutely that is not in any way defensible it's not something he's talking about when he's talking about gankers he's talking about people <clears throat> they go out there and and fly, not not attack you right as you're coming off of a landing pad or whatever, but go out there and just you know randomly try to you know attack you out in the world. He said that you know if you're if you're going after somebody at a moment where they're completely vulnerable and it's not possible for them to do anything, that's griefing. If you're repeatedly killing the same people over and over, that's griefing. There's, that's a very different thing, and he did not in any way defend that. Well, you make a very good point. I just think that um, it, kind of the way I look at it is like more having more people inside of a game make it to where that, that literally means the developers making more money. That literally means they can hire more and better people, which means that you end up with better content. So why would you want to make it to where the game you're playing, people can't get into the game and do? And I, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily against grief, uh, uh, ganking, like flying around and, and, and engaging people in PvP. I think that's okay, like just kind of like you said, because that's that's part of the game, that's part of the galaxy, so to speak. But doing what was done to me. And again, that was a star citizen. Uh, that's not okay because what you're doing, you're running off people who could theoretically give your developer more money, <coughs> who could theoretically make the game that you are clearly enjoying on some level to make it better. And all you're doing is making someone's someone else's life more difficult. Because I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to play a game where I'm not having fun. It's, that's the whole point of playing video games is to have fun and enjoy your time. And if you're not enjoying your time, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, man, I get it. A hundred percent. I get it. 
Dubs, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, well, I'll have to agree that, you know, ganking does have its place in the game as long as there's a valid reason and you're not just griefing someone just to be a dick. <clears throat> like, if they interdict you for, like, power play reasons or if you have a bounty yourself or if, you know, they're after piracy to get your cargo, that's one thing. But if they're going to blow you up just for fuck's sake, just to blow you up, well, then that's kind of a something I'm not a big fan of. So remember, boys and girls, Dub says, don't be a dick. <laughs> All right. So same guy, Sepultura Geist, he posted, I'm getting better at saying his name, man. He posted orbiting doppelgangers. So in the system, Preya, so it's P-R-A-E-A space E-U-Q space T-H dash U space C space 16 dash 29. Boy, that's, that's, that's a... The name rolls right off the tongue. Uh, This was discovered by Vengeful Fodder. Uh, Congratulations, Commander Vengeful Fodder, for your discovery. It's a cool little spot. It's twin tidally locked moons in co-orbit of a gas giant. These moons are so close, it legit looks like they're going to collide, but they never do. These are sort of rice worlds, as they say. Uh, So, you know, they say, oh, I didn't find anything. It's just rice Rocks and ice, rocky ice, it's rice. Um, <clears throat> but these are cool little rice worlds with geothermal sites on them that make them moons of ice and fire. And these twins orbit each other in a, they're so damn close. When you're probing one, you literally are almost hitting the other. It's, it's crazy. If you go to the backside of, you know, one, how you overshoot to hit the back end, you're, you're about to hit the other, the other moon. So it's neat stuff. Go take a look at it. Uh, link is in the show notes. So Sunday, we had our Sunday morning, our Rusty Dog live stream. Man, just always Rusty Dog Sundays, do it. Uh, he did a testing out game glass, so he did the whole thing. And I, here's the thing: I like Rusty for something like this, especially too, because let me tell you something: if you're looking at something like game glass, or you're looking at uh, just a program, and Rusty Dog is doing it. I love this guy. He did not pre, he was like, I didn't want to pre-do it. I didn't want to preload it and get all the questions. I wanted to set it up and fail and have problems so that if you buy this thing, you'll see what it looks like for you. So you can see him go through a whole stream. Uh, the link is in the show notes and, you know, going like, oh, bother, this doesn't work. Okay. Well, what about that? Oh, okay. Oh, I can make this work. And if you want a unbiased, unvarnished, actual, truthful, Hey, this is what you're going to find if you try to make this work. So go take a look at his stuff and and, and you'll see how it really works. <clears throat> also on Sunday was the Super Bowl. As predicted, the Chiefs took down the 49ers 31 to 20. For those not in America or not into American football, I'll sum it up to you and say that many, many rather large gentlemen ran into each other as hard as they could, possibly causing permanent brain damage to themselves and each other. This was punctuated by talking dogs selling us beer and cute Latin girls with rather large butts dancing in the middle of it. All of this is to say that it inspired the Galaxy Bowl, which Ty has just explained to you we're going to be working on. It's Trax's little project. And uh, yeah, man, I think maybe tomorrow or at some point soon, TM, we're going to have some Galaxy Bowl stuff. But I hope that you out there who are not Super Bowl fans enjoyed my explanation of how American football works. I, so, I I just want to say real quick that uh, 
and this might be a very sexist argument, but I'm just going to say it anyway. If there was a year for a wardrobe malfunction, this was it. <laughs> okay. All right. I got you. I, I watched a halftime show. It's the only thing I really paid attention to. I watched a halftime show going, oh, man, this needs to be the year. All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> Monday... The Loose Screws podcast interview series, the Scrooge McDuck of Elite, and one of the duo of the Lave Bad Boys, Commander Shan, was released. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Sorry. Uh, I was looking here. Immediately after my announcement of the uh, drop, Alec Turner... Turner and I were discussing the Thursday live stream in which Lave Radio were going to be chilling with Stephen Benedetti and asked, and I asked, who's going to have the balls to ask Stephen about mining first, which got an immediate response from Will Flanagan. Uh, he gave the big, like, the danger eyes, the big eyes, and then he stated, uh, so the feedback about that has been passed on to the dev team, and the team are well aware of how folks feel about it. So, yeah, that's another fun part of the story of that was that week of that. Uh, and then, as I said, Factabulous uh, posted the bulk tax investigations in 3.6. A link is in the show notes. You can go read for the whole thing for yourself if you'd like. Uh, on Monday, Down to Earth Astronomy did his, um, well, first he did a, a video. Uh, Hello, Dave. Sorry with Down to Earth Astronomy. He did, uh, it was episode 134, Low Temperature Diamond Supply and Demand. Um, <clears throat> TLDR, they're looking into it. Uh, it will be in flux for a little while. Um, also on that, hello, Dave. <clears throat> he did a, a explanation or a little more information on EliteGuides.info. So right now we have an embarrassment of riches. We've got uh, Hello, Dave has made EliteGuides.info. Every last person who is hearing my voice should go and bookmark that site. That is an awesome uh, guides to elite dangerous site that he has posted uh, up that he's continuing to fill in with more and more guides, as well as the, um, uh, what is it, ED Tutorials by Commander Exegius or ED I, I, I don't want to say it wrong. ED Tutorials. Yeah, edtutorials.com, yeah. Yes, edtutorials.com with Commander Exegius. His, his, his personal YouTube site is ED Tutorials with Commander Exegius. And, uh, you know, we have two very, very awesome sort of pillars of the community of, of the guides of Elite Dangerous. And <clears throat> some of you might like one's guides more and some of you might like another guy's style more. They, they do different guides, but they both do amazing guides, and everyone should go immediately and bookmark both sites and use them both, man. Don't, don't be team this or team that. Just be all of it. Just go, go check it out. Be team werewolf. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know what I'm agreeing to, but sounds good. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Elite Dangerous live stream Monday, the Let's Play with Paige and Will. Um, <clears throat> so 
uh, Paige was tooling around in her crate and Will was, you know, sort of doing the uh, hosting of the of the stuff, keeping an eye on the stream and whatnot. Uh, they discussed the upcoming 24-hour Game Blast charity live stream for special effects. They discussed that low temperature diamonds are still too high and that it needs to be tweaked more. They're aware. They discussed the cargo tax. They have received and passed on the feedback on this issue. They're letting us know everywhere. They, they heard us. It's, it's good. They're going to deal with that. Uh, more details. Oh, this was huge. Okay. Will was a little, being a little, little sly, crafty dog. <clears throat> so they, he just dropped. Will just sort of dropped real casually. You know, hey, more details on fleet carriers are going to be coming after the 24-hour live stream at the end of February. Uh, he didn't say it exactly like that, though. There was some... He said, like, it's not going to be right exactly after the the live stream. So the live stream is February 21st and 22nd. He said, it's not going to be, you know, exactly then, but coming after the next sort of thing from them is going to be, soon after is going to be that. And, man, the way he said it, it was interesting. There was some, there was a twinkle in his eye. Everybody else caught it too because the chat went nuts and, and Lave Radio has commented on it and, uh, uh, the Burr, uh, which space news commented like everyone saw it, and you got to go. I, I, I've got the link in the show notes so you can go see it for yourself, man. There was a twinkle there. There's something there. <clears throat> My updated prediction for fleet carrier information now is going to be <clears throat> either the first week of March or at ECM. And it's, I know this sounds weird or bad to say, but I hope that I'm, I hope that it's not the first week of March. I'd rather wait an extra week uh, so that it could drop during ECM with a nice little teaser. That would be, that would be, be awesome. Or like a teaser drop on the first week of March with like the date or whatever, or, or just a teaser. And then at ECM, I hope they give those guys something special because it, they deserve it. Um, doing, especially doing the ECM at Frontier Development, they're doing it at Cambridge, so like, like, you know, a mile down the road from Frontier. So uh, that would be just super, super, super good. You guys, any any thoughts on that stream? Any thoughts on the idea, the prediction, whatever? No, I don't really have anything. Okay. Um, I mean, I. I <laughs> I don't think I'm not sure that we're going to get like a great big uh, like a great big reveal of anything uh, regards to fleet carriers. This feels like uh, F devs typical. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna tease the thing that we're gonna tease about that we're gonna tease about, and then talk about the thing. And it feels like we're kind of on step two of the thing that they're teasing about. You know. I mean, yeah, but it's a step closer, and I feel like we're we're getting to the point where it's, it's coming, like stuff oh, is coming. Yeah, don't don't misunderstand me. I'm I'm very much excited about it, but I also am sitting around going, yeah, but hey, we're like on tease number two of a of a four tease uh, scenario here. So, yeah, yeah. So after that, of uh, within hours of that stream was the. Uh, Frontier forum post by front by Paige saying that she would be undocking from FDev in, at the end of February. So again, you know, much love and big big send off for Paige. Um, <clears throat> later that day, uh, Depression Channel. This guy, 
he's a he's a code boy. He's part of the code. The pirates are, and uh, man, he posted a video <laughs> that uh, I think uh, I, I I I dropped in our video link, and it it's it set our Discord on fire. So he went for the heat damage record, and he shattered the pre existing. He had had the heat damage record at like fifty three percent. And uh, <clears throat> and then not long after, a guy had shattered his record, getting it up to, um, I think it was like a hundred and thirty-five thousand percent. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you you got something? All right, let's see what I got." And he specially engineered and set up a anaconda just to be a heat anaconda. And you can watch this video. It's like 17 minutes long. And I guarantee you, you won't look away. He got it up to 812,591% heat. Damn. It was it was incredible. If you look, it's you can see it now. If you scroll up in the in the video links page, it's there, man. And uh I would not have believed it, but through a lot of energy management and doing crazy stuff with like five different uh he had like five different asmus going and he was i mean it 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 was at a sped up rate but man it was it was just crazy so yeah i didn't think that was possible it makes me not feel so bad about getting my fdl up to two thousand percent on accident <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah well, that Eight? happened to me i thought i, I looked down and saw two thousand percent after accidentally enabling silent running and then firing off four <laughs> gauss cannons I, I mean i thought this is the end there's no way the ship's coming off of it. <laughs> well, you were that still, guy just goes and, yeah, you were still 810,591% lower than he was. So yeah, that's yeah. yeah, true. But, uh, my ship did not <laughs> handle it as nicely as his did. I had half of my internal module shut down. Yeah. Well, he had a lot shut down too, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it was crazy. Uh, all right. So we had Tuesday. That brings us to Tuesday. With the Frontier Forum post on on mining, that was Stephen Benedetti saying, you know, they were looking into it further, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, also on Tuesday was posted Sagittarius I, the travel guide, the Dryow Awesomes. I don't know if you guys have been here or have any experience with this, but the Dryow Awesomes, it was renamed by the Galactic Mining or Mapping Project. The official system name is D R Y A U A U S M S. KG-Y-E-3390. This may be, you know how they, they do the, you know, the most, uh, what is it, the most interesting man in the world or whatever. This may be the most interesting system in the entire game. I, If someone finds one more interesting than this, I, I challenge you, submit it to me, and, and I will give you, you will win the internet that week. So... <clears throat> This system of extremes hosts a black hole three seconds away from a white dwarf star in the exclusion zone of which is a gas giant that passes through the cone every 14 minutes. Seven light seconds away from the black hole is a landable metal-rich planet. 15 seconds out are a pair of binary worlds, a massive water world, and a gas giant, one of which has a pair of volcanic moons in co-orbit. So it's doubles orbiting doubles. The link is in the show notes, but the system, I'm going to say it again for you, and Sagittarius I, 
it just thank you for being awesome. Period. This is the system is D R Y A U space A U S M S space K G dash Y space E three three nine zero. This system is a must for any, if you call yourself an elite explorer, you must go there. It's the new rule. <clears throat> All right. The link is in the show notes. Go check it out. Go to Sagittarius Eye home. When you go check that video out and you're at the Sagittarius Eye page, just click subscribe and notify and just be like me and see everything they post this the second they post it because if you're not, you're missing out. So also on Tuesday, Guard Frequency, they post their episode 293. They covered Picard. I don't know. Maybe we should, not tonight because it's too late, but maybe we should start covering Picard, do the discussion on that. Hey, Discover- go ahead. No spoilers. I haven't, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen episode three yet. I'm watching that after the show, so. Right, right. All right. <clears throat> so uh, they covered the new space RPG. So there's a new studio that is popping up in Austin, Texas. It has, it's the core of it is two of the OG Bioware guys from the old days that were like two, you yeah. know, mega Bioware geniuses. The designers, they're running this for Wizards of the Coast who own Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. So these guys, when Wizards of the Coast, if you talk about, you know, hey, who, who maybe has some cred in the RPG world? They've got the cred in the RPG world, pen and paper side. This is, they're dipping their toes into going hard on a space RPG. And then we're like, you know what? Let's get the Bioware guys in here. The, the, the OG ones, the good ones that we can maybe uh, make something go. This is a long way out, guys. This is going to be something we don't hear about for years. But hey, let me jump in here real quick on this. Sure. So this, this is actually a really big deal because um, when, I can't think of their names right now, but when the two doctors left, they, they started Bioware back with uh, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. And they left shortly after, uh, dra- or right around Dragon Age 2, I believe, is when they left. And I'm of the mindset Bioware has not released a good game. Or, or rather, let me rephrase it. Bioware has not released an exceptional game since the first Dragon Age. Now, I did like uh, Mass Effect 3, and uh, a lot of people did not like Mass Effect 3. I enjoyed Mass Effect 3, but I did not like Dragon Age Inquisition. But uh, these two guys, and I really wish I could think of their names right now, but they're both doctors, and they started Bioware together, and they were um, deeply involved in their projects from Neverwinter Nights to... Um, uh, or from Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 to Neverwinter Nights to Dragon Age... When they left, the company shifted because that's when it was bought out by EA and a lot of things changed in that company and it kind of became this shell of what it was. And Bioware, in my opinion, has not been the lead RPG developer for quite some time, and and especially in the computer environment. When they... um, Wizards of the Coast used to partner with BioWare. That's how they were able to get the Baldur's Gate license and all that. When Wizards, or Wizards of the Coast has 
been talking for about 10 years um, of, of starting up their own um, uh, in-house uh, gaming development team. And for them to partner with a pedigree like that, now this that being said, these guys aren't these guys themselves aren't necessarily game developers, but they certainly know how to run a game developing company. Um, they have the pedigree to do it. They have the pedigree to do some amazing stuff. Um, so I, anything they do is is a good six to ten years out. But I'm really excited about it. Um, because I think I think whatever they come up with will be good. Now we know they're not going to get Baldur's Gate four or anything like that, or Baldur's Gate three, and they probably won't get Baldur's Gate four if there is a four, because that's already been promised to Larian. But in the back of my mind, I'm sitting here going, maybe we get a maybe we get a like a a, a Neverwinter Nights remake and something along those lines. I would love to see something like that. Well, and and what their what their focus on at first is a space RPG, a new space right, RPG. Right. So that's interesting too, just in and of itself. Just kind of in the vein of Mass Effect, so to speak, because I, I think that's what I read. It could be very cool, man. I'm I'm excited. It's early days, but we'll see. So they also uh, at on uh, Guard Frequency, they also talked about uh, their elite topic was space legs or base building. So what they said is. You know, hey, we've heard leaks about two things, space legs and base building. What do you want? And of the four guys there, two of them said they wanted space legs. They're like, we're vagabonds. We don't want to hang out at a place. We don't want to do base building. Base building is going to be a big, um, <clears throat> sort of a big, uh, like, a big squadron or a big player faction type thing. It's going to be more like huge things for playing the BGS or whatever. And we don't give a shit about that. We want space legs. That's all we care about. And uh, <clears throat> the other two basically said, we're going to be undecided. We're not picking either because we don't have any information. So we can't pick which one's going to be good until we get details. Once you give us details, then we'll, we'll pick. Uh, <clears throat> but they're like, Hey, what if part of the discussion they had along with this good discussion, they were like, Hey, what if part of, base building includes like internal upgrades to your fleet carriers where you could like, you know, build it up to have neat stuff or, Hey, are the bases going to be persistent? Are the bases going to be invulnerable? All questions, good questions, questions we've asked questions. Everybody's wondering. Um, so, you know, go take a look at the, at guard frequency. It was a good, it was a good discussion. Um, <clears throat> some good stuff there. And uh, they continued their elite dangerous role play session, which was, you know, always cool. Uh, the link is in the show notes, show notes, but it's uh, guardfrequency.com. Go check it out, man. Uh, let's see. The pilot dropped his the Type 6 transporter video. He takes a 6 out on a run in the deep. And also, you know, he... So let's let's be honest. The Type 6 isn't the most exciting vessel right off the, right off the top. And he criticizes it and he shows what you know his feelings are on it or whatever but he also does give you a look at you know hey what it can do he takes it out there and just everything the pilot does man it's good cinematography it's it's well it's a well-crafted story he had to do a lot to make a ship as boring as the type six seem interesting 
and he he sold it. He did. He made it interesting, and then at the end, he was like, "Yeah, but no, not this ship." <laughs> so check out the video; it's good. His work is always good. If it's a if it's a ship that I'm at all on the fence about, he's going to sell me on it. And if it's a ship that's not great, he's going to at least give you a cool little video that is entertaining in and of itself. And also, man, the pilot. He's got merch out now. He's got cool shirts and hoodies and all kinds of shit that have neat logos and 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 just fun stuff for commanders. So uh, check check that out. I like the one on the the design with the pip management. But uh, yeah, yeah. What what do you guys think about that uh, that video, Ty? <clears throat> Man, so let me tell you real quick. I was in a Type Six back when I was. I went from a Mark IV to a Type Six back when I was uh, elite tra- or uh, rare goods trading, and I saved up for the Type Six specifically so I could do better rare goods trading. And I fucking hate that ship, but he <laughs> he made me want to go look at it again because one thing I really like about all of the Lacon. Uh, type vessels, the type six, the type seven, the type uh, nine and ten, is that they look like spaceships to me. They look like they look the way spaceships are supposed to look. Supposed to look bricky. They're supposed to not look sleek and all that. So I like that about them because uh, form follows function, and to have these really cool, sleek looking ships that never enter atmospheres. There's no reason for that. I mean, they're going to look like a box. Because right. that's that's the most either a box or a sphere because those are the you know those are the two strongest shapes and those are the two most functional shapes and um, yeah I I, I really enjoyed his video so all right so I'm gonna pick up the pace a little bit here so we we'll oh, go oh, into day two I do want to jump in here and say one thing uh, tweet seventy four uh, today like twenty minutes ago got exploration elite. So that puts him one step closer to triple elite. So congratulations to Tweet. Yo, congrats, Tweet. All right. That's awesome, man. All right. So let's pick up the pace real quick here. So Freebooted tweeted, um, last year, shortly after my 15-year-old nephew Michael's death, his family were invited to discuss the positive impact video games and particularly Elite Dangerous had on his life as part of the documentary uh, by villain uh, Villa Lunara. Here's a trailer for hashtag not a game. Uh, I've got a link to his tweet and a link to the trailer. The, the The documentary looks super super interesting. It talks about how gaming is is just just rampantly changing sort of the the landscape of our entertainment, and in many ways for the better, and in many ways for the worse. Uh, and as part of that, the specific story of this kid, uh, Michael, uh, and his family's, uh, situation was, I mean, I, I heard the, the, there was a lave radio episode from <clears throat> last, uh, LaveCon, um, for, from a previous LaveCon where they went through the whole thing and they told the story of <sighs> this, this young guy, he was an elite dangerous player and, 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 super into it and he had a, <clears throat> a congenital issue that that you know he uh, unfortunately succumbed to and uh the guys at frontier development and uh some writers and some people in the community just went above and beyond uh to give this kid uh an amazing sort of send-off they gave him an amazing experience they put him 
in a uh, a uh, adventure that was sort of per like <clears throat> it was sort of uh, tailored to him. And I'm like, literally, this is this never happens to me, but I'm getting choked up thinking about remembering that that story. Uh, it was it was beautiful, and it's the kind of thing that is uh, I don't know. It's just amazing. So. Just kind of a testament to this community is what it is because this community is, I I really, really have not experienced a community this good in any game I've ever played. So I agree. All right. So we already covered the factabulous post on the Frontier forums. Uh, More mining stuff, man. Exegius Tutorial Tuesday. He welcomed the pilot this Tuesday. It was a three hour blockbuster stream, man. Go check that out. The link is in the show notes. Love Exegius, love the pilot, chocolate and peanut butter. It's two great tastes in one. Uh, also on Tuesday was Lave Radio. They had a mining discussion where uh, basically I'm just going to sum it up to say Suv was right, Ben was wrong, get over it, Edelweiss. Uh, but whatever. It was, it's more everybody's got their feelings on the whole mining thing. And this, this goes out to Colin. This is a special for you. I think you're right, though, Colin. I think you're right, though, Colin. I think you're right, though, Colin. This is just, you know, you want it as your ringtone? There you go. Loose loose Screws Podcast, bringing it to you. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So it's this? It's it's this? (laughs) Uh, It didn't come across on your speaker. No, because it's not going to come across because I'm just playing it through Discord. That way it's on the, yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. All right. But it's this one. I think you're right, though, Colin. You're you're welcome, Colin. Oh, you mean you mean this one? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's that one. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> so uh, they talk about the page send off. Uh, explain it all perfectly well. They talk about the game ranks, man, and they talk about adding in a rank archangel and uh, the possibility of ex- splitting the existing elites off. Because you know, as we were discussing last week, it's sort of you know laughably easy to get trade elite right now, and it's. You can get exploration elite just by staying in the bubble, by going through road to riches. And, you know, really, should that be? Should that, you know, they talk about all different kinds of ideas. Uh, They talk about Operation Hot Mess. They talk about the Frontier live stream that they ended up doing on Thursday. They talked about multiple of their interviews with us. They talked about the new Galnet series that's at the end of Hutton Radio. Uh, there's an Ouroboros reference for those people that are into the classics. And Ben dropped a bomb when he said the Texans have sex with their sisters. Uh, I'm sure nobody has any feelings on that, so we can just keep it moving right along. It's Arkansas. Not, I've already I've already straightened him out that it's Arkansas. Whoa, bro, you're you're actually on. Hey, hey now, hey now. You're, yeah, you're in the you're in comms <laughs> with a guy from Arkansas too here. So like you gotta. Ooh, I'd let, yeah, let's can we can we agree on say let's say uh, Alabama maybe just I don't know. Uh, yeah no, I'll go with Alabama. Uh, hold on, all I right. think Draven knows is from Alabama, so <laughs> perfect. All right, Galnet News well, he's Digest. Not here to himself. Galnet News Digest: The future foretold on Twitter. Uh, low temperature diamonds need to get adjusted. They've been adjusted, and they need to get adjusted again, and probably some more adjustments and adjustments to low temperature diamonds and adjustments. All right. I think that covers it. Uh, also they talk about Twitter questions. Um, 
You know, the idea of if you took a, a billion credits for a rando teleport uh, every time you took hull damage, or would you rather fight a duck-sized Thargoid or Thargoid-sized ducks? Uh, these are some of the Twitter questions that have been coming. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, also, the only the two Galnet articles that have come out this year have both been from the Witchhead Nebula, so maybe the Thargoids have taken over the whole rest of the galaxy and we're all living in the Matrix and don't even know it. Um, let's see. Beyond Dockers. Beyond Dockers is totally rude, totally crude. And they're also on YouTube. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Go click on it, watch their stuff, laugh. It's silly. It's, it's dumb. It's funny. It'll, you'll like it. Um, Wednesday frontier forums, the frontier interim earning results. There is a page and a half long here of earning results, which I'm going to skip all of, because if you care that much to look through David Braben's checkbook, then click on the forum link and Go have at it. I personally could not care less. Just make a good thing. Um, <clears throat> burr pit, mass laser mining, low temperature diming in Buran. The burr pit, the, the, the guys, they get together and they have the BPMC, the burr pit mining community. They get together with like, you know, whatever, 20, 30, 40, a ton of guys. And they do huge group mining, like massive mining adventures. And they put out, he put out a video on it. That's super, super cool. So go check them out. Um, <clears throat> Commander Exegius wings fully explained a link is in the show notes everything you want to know about wings how they work how they set up how you do beacons how you drop into them how you you know link up together how you see them with filters in the in the galaxy map etc etc uh, let's see down to earth drop in mining selling full cargo at <laughs> selling full cargo at full cargo price TLDR, find a zero demand spot, but with a favorable market. Also note, as we said, the favorable price, quote unquote, favorable price on Void Opals is now a third of what it used to be. So that's the change. Link is in the show notes. Go check it out. <clears throat> if you want to figure out a way until they fix it to get around the system, this is one of the ways. Uh, pro tip, super secret. Don't tell anyone I'm sharing this with you. The other way to get around it, because when they put in this whole marketing cargo tax, they exempted Shinrata Desra. So go sell all your shit there. Sorry, guys. All right. Uh, Obsidian Ant put out in his 3306 FDev financials, where he goes through the financials a bit, and mining clarifications. Um, there's going to be more. He's predicting the 2020 update to be mid-December and active Steam numbers. Uh, oh, our active Steam numbers, which we understand Steve is not, Steam is not full, but they're higher than this time last year, Ben. Uh, so Elite Dangerous is actually right now sort of on an uptick. I think people can feel that like good things are coming and people are hopping back on board to, to ride the train. <clears throat> so then Thursday, the reco uh, recording day, I already read to you what Stephen Benedict wrote in the morning. More mining stuff, yada, yada, yada. And then we get to the point where, oh, well, Commander Burr, he did his Thursday morning breakfast club. So uh, if, you're, if you're around Thursday uh, mornings uh, for America time, uh, you know, I guess he does it uh, later or whatever uh, for Englandy type times, uh, check out his stuff on, uh, on Twitch. Those are live streams that you got to check out live. They're, they're super awesome. And then we get to the point where Alex Turner wins the internet. <laughs> 
The Phantom Mining Nerf. This is the funniest shit I have ever just ever seen. Um, the link is in the show notes, and I'm posting it right now again in the uh, video links uh, page. It is hilarious. He does a. It's like the Phantom Menace, the Star Wars scroll, but it it just sums up in a video feed role the hilarity that has been the Keystone Cops adventure of how this mining stuff is all played out. The Phantom Mining Nerf. If you're not in our Discord, well, I don't know why you're not here. You're not seeing stuff. Sucks to be you. Uh, Let's see. The FDev stream on Thursday, the featured commanders, Lave Radio with Stephen Benedetti, Will Flanagan, along with Ben, Shan, Colin, yada, yada, yada. We, we talked about the whole thing. They played cool Lave Radio commercials, so go go check on those. They played a song, Lave Radio. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's going to make you, yeah, hurl. But, you know, go check it out. Uh, Hutton Orbital Radio Live was Thursday. All right. So that brings us to the Thargoid Report. I'm going to do a super, super s- short version of this one because, you know, it's hip. 16813, Tegeta, Evangelist, and Lembas. Go hit those systems. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to skip content creator. Of the, look, content creator of the week is Burr. The Burr Pit and Rini. I'm going to link their Discord. I'm going to link. They've got, their Discord is always hopping. They're doing events constantly. He does the... Every week he does Witch Space News. Every week he does the Thorward Reports. He does them way better than I ever do. So go go watch his. Uh, he does, they do the, the Black Ops series. They do awesome videos. They do, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm like, oh, whatever. They're amazing. I'm telling you their content is far better than anything I've ever created. Go check it out. It is awesome stuff. And it feels, this is the part where it feels weird. I had this in here already to do the content creator of the week. And then today he dropped literally, and this would have been so much better if I did it yesterday, but we, we, we got pushed back a day because we're late. And it just so happens that he's already dropped now his video for this week that dropped today of which space news, which said, Hey everybody go check out the loose screws podcast. They're awesome. Uh, we are a little bit awesome. You are a whole lot of awesome. Um, thank you very much. And uh, I'm I'm definitely going to be trying to send as many people your way as possible because everyone should check out your stuff. It's everything. If you want to do mining, it's there. If you want to do combat, it's there. If you want to do, uh, you know, all of the things, it's just a fun community. Go check it out. It's it's good shit. Every time there's an event, every time there's an anything, he's there. And I definitely recognize both of your voices from some of my favorite uh, uh, articles on Sagittarius Eye. So much love uh, to you guys. And uh, Ty, you got anything to say about our good friend Commander Burr? Well, um, I was not aware that he was going to feature us the way he did. And I just want to say thank you for that. Number one. And number two, um, we've gotten some listeners recently from him. Um, and I think it's really, I mean, he's, I've been listening to him for a while now. He's him and 
Rini are, are always entertaining. So uh, thank you guys for supporting us. Um, yeah, that's about all I can say about it. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm. It's it's literally after midnight now, and so we're all half asleep. So I, I apologize that the energy is not as high as it should be. But uh, Commander Burr, your shit is awesome. Thank you, sir. And you you heard we skipped the, we did the Thargoid report in like three lines. Uh, go check out his video on the Thargoid report because it's way in depth and much much better. All right, I'm done. I have nothing more. I need to go to bed now. You go ahead and. Tell us about <laughs> story right. time with old man. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we went and we visited what I consider the creepiest thing in the game, which is the generation ship Thetis. And on this generation ship, this is the one. If you went out there and you you heard the logs, these are some creepy logs. And I thought about saving it for uh, Halloween, but uh, I don't want to save it because it was one of my. It's I think it's my favorite generation ship. Anyway, um, so they basically passed by this planet and they detected a signal, and um, the signal was like kind of hard for them to decode and it got stuck in the communications um, uh, logs or communication system, sorry. And um, there's there's five logs total and it comes, all the logs are being done by a communications officer and she kind of, goes through and says, hey, you know, pick this thing up, got it isolated to C-deck, and uh, basically by log number two, she says, you know, there's an emergency situation on board, it's some sort of epidemic, it's driving people insane. Um, The whole thing starts to where people start killing each other because of this signal. And um, She, uh, um, by the third message, she actually gets, she actually uh, isolates the signal and decrypts it and uh, says that it originated from this uninhabited planet from like 15 light years ago. Uh, But she actually heard part of it while she was working on it. And it basically is like a whisper that just says, kill them all. And then by the fourth uh, log, she's talking about blood being spread on the walls and her, her uh, one of the people she works with, Pearson, um, she had to stab him in the throat to stop him, but she can't remember why she had to stab him in the throat to stop him doing, or for stop him doing what? Um, and then she, she has to, she talks about having to silence them all and the fifth message, I think, is just its just the actual signal that they heard. Um, I don't actually know what it is. It's really hard to make out. Um, but it kind of, to me, sounds like it says, kill them all. Um, or maybe I'm just going crazy, too. I don't know. But that is uh, Generation Ship Thetis. This week, we're going to take kind of a long trip. This system is about 400 light years out. And it is HR5906 
second planet, a moon. And um, when you get there, you'll find it. I believe there are three beacons out there. And we'll go from there. And uh, again, uh, hold on, let me go over to the Discord and story time. And it is officially up and pinned, which means, uh, you know, go there. That's where you're supposed to go in the Discord. Um, we got one email this week from Commander McPherson, and I have not got a reply yet uh, to get permission to read his email. But um, I do want to say that uh, we got it, and I appreciate it. Um, I normally don't mention getting emails until I get permission to read them on, on air. Um, but uh, this one here... Um, was 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 very very nice and um i just want to say thank you for sending us the email and i'll share it with you later on kai right on man but um yeah that's uh i think that's about i think that's about it man i think that's the show you have anything else dude i i, I needed to be done like an hour ago i'm burnt <laughs> yeah i feel you it's been a really rough week from a personal level and from a like a work level and then I'm I'm tanked. So Dub, you got anything for us, Bubba? No, I got nothing to add. All right. Well, um I mean you guys can always send us emails if you need to at uh loose screws questions at Gmail. You can um uh uh get us on the Discord at uh oh fuck. Sorry, brain farting at um, Discord. Not on Discord at tw Twitch. Twitter. <clears throat> I am exhausted at Twitter at LooseScrewsED, and I'm done talking for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So real quick, uh, you can get us. Yeah. So it's at LooseScrewsED for for the show. It's at Tierval for. Uh, Ty. It's Thank at Kai one nine one zero three for me. It's at Dravenos thirteen. Uh, for Dravenos, uh, we've got uh, YouTube. Our YouTube is www.youtube.com forward slash channel. Wow, that's a whole long list. You know what? Yeah. Go to go to the link that's going in the show notes. Our email: loose screws questions at gmail.com. Our Discord: tinyurl.com forward slash loose screws podcast. Um, and just because I feel like. Uh, and I feel really bad about this that we're 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 tired. So, look, uh, the Burr Pit man, you've got his Discord. I've got the link. His Patreon. I've got the link. His YouTube is YouTube.com channel, and I've got the link. His Twitter is Twitter.com cmdr underscore Burr. His Instagram is Instagram.com the Burr Pit forward slash the Burr Pit. His Facebook Facebook.com forward slash the Burr Pit. Uh, go check out his stuff. It's really, really good. Let me also say this real quick. Yeah, I might be tired. That's because I I think I've worked about 55 hours this week. I think you've worked about the same, Kai. And um, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Burr Pit next week. But thank you very much, uh, Rini and Burr, for what you did for us. I very much appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so also keep in mind that, you know, this is the weekend now, Monday. 
is uh, the Watherspoon interview drops. Our, our interview with, this is the guy that I think is the most interesting guy in Elite Dangerous, period. The one single guy that's the voice of Elite, Commander Watherspoon. So this is, you're going to hear my interview with my hero. So, yeah. And next week we've got Commander Souverine. The uh, ed- the editor of Sagittarius Eye, so it's like back to back the pillars for me. Well, um, Dubs, I appreciate you joining us. It was, I had fun with you coming in here, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys my new microphone. You have anything else you want to say, Dubs? Anybody you want to shout out before we head out? Oh, uh, nothing I can think of. But uh, you know, thanks for having me on. You're not going to shout out to Alyssa and Liam? Golly. <laughs> This is how it happened. (laughs) Yep. All right. Guys, thanks for listening to us. Sorry about being exhausted. We'll be better next week. Um, Yep. Kai, do your whatever the thing you say. I can't remember now. Uh, Well, first off, uh, everyone be excellent to each other, but also don't fly without a rebuy. See you guys next time.